Hello, audience, once again, and welcome to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake presents Sinister Six. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and I wish that people would fight over me as much as they do a Pikachu Van Gogh crossover card. Joined as always, Jeepers, yeah. uh, and I'm Dan Ryan, uh, and I am Jeepers. I am once again a cyberpunk. This time, upgraded the version 2.0. Oh, we're going to be discussing that, aren't we? Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Well, not all of it. Yeah, because it took too long to download. Yeah. But some of it yeah. <laughs> don't have room on that PS5 or anything. No, I had to do some shuffling to yeah. do that. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, anyways, anime was not a mistake. Presents Sinister Six. Yes. Um, we're starting off the spooky season with a bang. By the time you hear this, mm-hmm. and I guarantee these three picks are scary in certain ways. So it's on theme. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we watch a bad movie, so good it hurts, or so bad it you want to kill yourself. So yes. Either way, either or. We'll get to that, but of course, before we begin, as always, do we have any life anime-adjacent film, well, not film, video game uh, news-adjacent stuff to share with one another? Uh, well, anime-wise, I've just been watching older stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently think I converted a friend into the gospel of One Piece. Oh. Because uh, they're... <laughs> oh, no. Well, not even me. The live-action show convinced, uh, I think, him and his his own circle to start, mm. you know, watching the anime from that's, the beginning. That's strange, because in my work circle, the person said, I hate that fucking One Piece live-action. I went, hmm. Oh, it, no, it, that's agree. the trade-off. I agree. Um, but, yeah, so then I was watching some One Piece myself, and then I was watching some more JoJo's. Uh, nothing, nothing new at the moment in that mm. front, um, but it's mostly been... You know, playing video games mm. and uh, other endeavors. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to just say at the time of recording, the writers have reached a tentative deal mm-hmm. in their strike. Now we just have the actors that remain before we can talk about the. I mean, I've seen one movie in theaters since it started. I think you've seen a couple more um, that you want to talk about. But, perhaps yeah. I was going to even ask you if how I, far back we're. I in. only wrote down that one thing, so yeah, I and think then that's that, just it. And even then, that's a stupid movie. Yeah, I don't but, think it would count. But we'll wait to to, yeah. to go over that. Yeah, out of uh, standing with our brethren and sistren. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the first news on the docket for me is that Kayima is leaving Platinum. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting? What's going to happen to Bayonetta, Dan? That's his baby. Well, I don't really... How much have you played of three? Of three? Not a lot. First chapter, maybe? Have you enjoyed what you've played? Yeah, I did, but apparently that ending goes... That ending has soured a lot of fans on the series for some reason. I haven't gotten to it yet. I don't know what happens, but Mm -hmm. eventually one day, I suppose. But Bayonetta otherwise is a very solid series, so... Yeah. I'm concerned that he's not teaming up with Platinum anymore. It'll be interesting to see where he goes, because obviously folks like Kojima have, have, like, you know... When they go off in their own direction, they kind of get a little more freedom. But I don't know what freedom uh, Camille was lacking at that other place. Mm. So we'll find out. Yep. But hmm. uh, Next, I, they shared a clip from the Scott Pilgrim anime. Mm-hmm. And it looks flawless in a way that is devoted to, like, old anime series. Yes. It is... It looks even a little bit cheapened, which I love. The lip flaps aren't matching up perfectly, even though it's yeah. like an American-centric <laughs> production, which I thoroughly enjoy. Um, it took me back to retro anime, which, you know, we love on this podcast. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy that the entire voice cast is back and fully invested in this project. I love the original Brian O'Malley uh, manga. I love the movie version of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm thoroughly excited. I think we might even watch this on this podcast as it live airs. 
I would love to do that. Yeah, because I think that would be something we both enjoy. Definitely. Yeah. Because I, I loved, uh, you know, the, the comic itself, too. And I, in the movie is one of those things where... It worked so well. And it's become like a, like a, as stupid as it sounds, like a, like a generational thing. Yeah, a like a classic, it, yeah. Like it's, everyone in our age group has seen that movie mm-hmm. and enjoys it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, especially on the, like I had no idea until it started gaining traction on Twitter how many people were like in love with that movie. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it was, it's something, so. Yeah. yeah, so we have that. Anything for you to share? Um, well, I guess I'll start with, uh, Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through the difficult task of clearing up space on the, the old PS5. Such patience, Dan. And I re-downloaded Cyberpunk, the PS5 version, mm. which is a separate task in and of itself. It took a year and a day, yes. And then the 2.0 patch, um, <laughs> and... It was taking the DLC Phantom Liberty too long to load last night, so I have not played that yet. Wow. Um, but I did try out a little bit of 2.0 because mm-hmm. they changed a lot of stuff. Uh, lots of quality of life things. Uh, the city feels a lot more alive. Good, good. Uh, people are more reactive. <laughs> Uh, the cops actually function on the tier of like GTA police okay. now, so the slightest aggro behavior in public will kind of draw the attention of them mm-hmm. they'll kind of function like cyberpunk cops uh-huh. like they'll they'll notice if you're doing something they'll investigate crime scenes and then they'll come after you mm-hmm. um it added vehicle combat which i haven't gotten a chance to try yet but there's like parts on the skill tree that that go cool. into that now and on that note things are now divided into a skill tree you're mm-hmm. not you don't have to like focus on, on being on one thing so if i yeah. don't have the strength to push one dumpster i can't complete everything well now you can push yeah. that dumpster <laughs> Great. Uh, Love like that. you can you can just dump the skill points into because i think once you Whatever. download the patch it resets your points uh... so you can just invest that however you see fit now listen i had an op build where i could just mind hack anything and, and i they all fucking killed each other and i loved it i from the look of it you could recreate that if yeah. you just like i think only parts of the skill tree are level gated to a certain point yeah. but then you can still unlock most of those skills um but one of the bigger things was that uh, clothing is now completely cosmetic. Love that. Love I, that. I love it too. Yeah, yep. Because uh, I, I, I can I wear can... my business suit with the best stats. I gave my uh, V, like, her anime punk outfit. Mm. Um, but I I prefer that system so much more. Yeah, yeah. Cause, I love that in every game that we've had. We had it in the new uh, canceled game that we can't talk about. But yeah. that was there, and I enjoyed that as well. Well, like a, like a, like a transmog system, yeah, yeah, yeah. where you can make the clothing look how you want it to look, uh, regardless of stats. But now, it's not even... It, there, there are no stats attached to it. It's mm-hmm. just kind of certain pieces of clothing Have give stats yeah and well, then you could just change it to look like something else yeah they give you the boost that you would expect from that piece of clothing like a helmet will obviously give you more armor goggles i think might <laughs> do something with your guns um but now true to cyberpunk form your armor stat is linked to your cyborg implants mm. so it's not like your clothing your space age clothing is providing the armor it is just you as a as a cyberpunk who mm. is doing that. So you got to head to one of the Ripper docks, 
and they have like, hey kid, I got some new shit in stock, and then you go down there and they just, you can spec out through that system. So mm -hmm. it's it's more systems to keep track of, but compared to like the 1.5 patch where it was the same, but everything was level-gated, mm -hmm. like clothing was level-gated, weapons that I had collected were level-gated, Everything was level gated. I was like, "This is this is weird," <laughs> but in 2.0, all of that seems to have been corrected. I think the only trade off now is that weapons and clothes are probably a little more expensive, mm -hmm. as are cybernetic implants because they carry more weight. Um, but the city looks gorgeous. Um, I haven't been to the new DLC part yet, mm -hmm. which is like the Escape from New York uh -huh. thing that they got going. Interesting. Um, where the, I think it's like the vice president crashes in, yeah. in Dogtown and you gotta team up with Idris Elba to, to save it. Idris Elba? Yeah. Oh, I haven't stayed tuned for this DLC. I enjoyed the first, yeah. you know, iteration glitches at all. Yeah. As you could check on previous episodes of the podcast where we talked about that for like a year and a half. And I think for once I was at an opportune spot to, to do that. Cause yeah. I, I was never going to reset my V. No. Um, but I was... I had saved before the final mission thing, mm. so I could, like... Experiment. Yeah. Go into the DLC, and apparently there's new endings that you can unlock. Ooh. There's, like, different opportunities for V to... Talk to know, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, pursue. So, yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. But it's... Mm. Again, it feels complete now, which mm. is good. Yeah. yeah. My only video game news is that I bought uh, Ghost of Trick, Batten Kaidos 1 and 2, and Castlevania Blood of the Moon, Curse of the Moon. Got those imports. Yeah, I had to get them on physical. I mean, I really want to play Ghost Trick. And then yeah. Batten Kaidos, I haven't played it, but apparently that has one of the best RPG twists in the first game. Mm -hmm. Like, someone betrays you that you wouldn't expect to betray you, and it's not spoiled for me at all. So mm -hmm. hopefully one day I'll go into that with blind eyes. Of course. Yeah. Um, more news at a certain con. I don't know which one. Netflix was like showing off trailers and shit. Oh yeah, we're getting a new Tomb Raider and Devil May Cry series. Yeah, <laughs> that you know, right up our alley. We'll be watching them. No, I'm I'm very. That was it was a huge. I think it was like called Netflix um, <laughs> One or something. And Netflix it was, One. <laughs> and it just I think there were like eight series announced. Mm. But yeah, Devil May Cry, Tomb Raider. I mean, Nocturne was showcased there, but Nocturne oh, obviously premiered. Oh, I'll already. be talking about Nocturne in a few minutes. Um, but lots of stuff. Yeah, so it was interesting. Everything. Everything. Anything else for you? Um, I've been playing the Pokemon DLC. Of course you have. Uh, but but that's not really. There's nothing to report on that. <laughs> but it is interesting that like Twitter sleuths have been trying to figure out what the plot is going to be moving forward, and. They've pieced together the whole thing where uh, Poison Peach Do Dokutaru mm -hmm. or Dokutaro is a parallel to Momotaru. And then today I was reading this whole thread where <laughs> in in Kitakami there's like this suspicious old lady who runs a peach uh, shop. A peach shop. <laughs> and she has a plush of that Pokemon, mm -hmm. of that mysterious mon on the shelf. And in apparently in the Japanese version. Her, the name of her shop is, like, it translates to, like, Peach River or something. Mm -hmm. So in the original Momotaro legend, 
a uh, an old lady is wandering by the riverbank and, and drops, finds drops a peach. the big peach. Finds a peach. So yeah. like, okay, we got something with with poison peach coming, and there's um, I do love that. Yeah, people have been mining the files. There's like something about like zombies showing uh, up. It's definitely a Jonathan Pokemon. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I'm, I'm very it's happy. Mischievous. For that. Yeah, I love a peach. I love poison. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I love folklore. But uh, let's talk about. A little series that I sat down and watched yesterday. I said, I'll just do one or two episodes. And then lo and behold, I finished the whole thing in one sitting. Mm -hmm. I could not look away. And that's the Castlevania Nocturne on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've watched the previous Castlevania series on Netflix, you know that it is pristine. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. It always leaves you wanting more, even after the three seasons we got. Mm -hmm. And they gave us this from the perspective of Richter Belmont and Maria. Mm -hmm. If you like that sort of flavor... Which I do. I prefer Richter. And Dan, it is perfection. It's gorgeous. I haven't seen like characters done this well in so long. Even the villains you're rooting for in this. Okay. Um, there's tons of different perspectives, especially from non-white characters, that are done amazingly well. I think they're okay. the best characters in the entire series. Like, there's a lot of love put into them. They have uh, black writers on staff that obviously care about yeah. what they're doing. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it, it's phenomenal. I The animation is pristine. And this will definitely be a season one because it ends on a cliffhanger that had my jaw on the floor. Uh, we get one of the best anime Jonathan villains that I've ever seen in my life with Elizabeth Battery. Okay. <laughs> who is this Russian vampire that's like the reincarnation of the sun god Ra. It's very cool. Is that a reference to Elizabeth Bathroy? Yes, okay, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Dan. It all interconnects yeah. in the vampire lore. but Bathed in blood. Yes, the character lore is there. You're feeling for everyone, especially these newcomers. Uh, they have all sexualities present. Like... Very good. It's... It's quite a good series. I, I might even say I liked it better than the season one of the original Castlevania, which gave us so much, but... It did. I, I mean, my Richter bias is showing. I do like Richter. Yeah. I, I gotta say, we've discussed this before, mm. but as Cape Shit hits its, like, uh, its, its equinox... Mm. Video game adaptations seem They've to been be doing good. on the rise. Yeah. Like, it seems to be what people want now, mm. so... Who knows? And they want them done well. Yeah. Where's my Animal Crossing? <laughs> My bloody gritty Animal Crossing. Which would lend itself to a nice slice of life. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. Um, you have anything else? I have one more thing before. My first big thing. Um. Is your is your first big thing the ranking? Yeah. Okay. The N ranking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't have anything else. Oh, okay. I'll go. Um. I also finished Fiona and Cake. Mm -hmm. And as I described through text, Dan Fiona and Cake masterpiece. Yes. Simple, wonderful, um, expands on the universe, continues the story, gives more to these new characters, expands on Simon as Ice King in a beautiful way, ends the series in a, like, it goes full around again to Adventure Time and ends it even better than it did originally. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, it's such a great companion series. The music is there. Everyone's there from the cast and crew. Like, they truly care about it so much so that people are clamoring for a season two of this. Or like a spinoff or something, just to get more of this content that is this quality. Well, that's the discussion that I've I, seen. I've thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. It's great for discussion. There's so many Easter eggs. There's so much lore in this dumb little Adventure Time series that started off all those years ago. Mm -hmm. And they built up into this this great climax. 
Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so watch Fiona and Cake. Well, uh, yeah. Especially I mean, if you're a 30 year old struggling in the world. That's what I've like seen people talking was that that the series exemplifies how deep you can go with mm-hmm. Adventure Time, mm-hmm. like how many possibilities there are just for that world. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, Dan. Yep. Would um. <laughs> But before we get into the ranking, oh. could I break precedent? And because the tangent's not that big, it's a Good. surprise tangent. Yeah, but why not? could I do it first, yeah, and why that not? way we can end on the high note yeah. of the ranking before yeah, where we can end our friendship before uh, the episode? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, because we got a lot of content today mm-hmm. with these movies. Sinister Six movies that were found in a dumpster. We got a lot of content. Not the dumpster, Dan. The seventh circle of hell. Of course. I found all three of these in. Mine were in a dumpster. But, (laughs) uh, you know, you told me to get going a little earlier this morning. Mm -hmm. So, of course, (laughs) at 3 a.m. You got to thinking. (laughs) I got to thinking about some stuff. Oh, boy. And, you know, when we started our little topaz and lapis time killer activity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was i think it was near the end of the sword and shield dlc i I wouldn't remember but sure that sounds it was it was a while ago Mm -hmm. so we had one idea of how to do that stuff and then obviously you know entire set of games came out plus its own dlc in that time since then yeah and i got to thinking uh originally we designed everything so that the dlc regions would connect to the mainland Mm -hmm. Um, but the problem that I've encountered when I'm designing the map is that scale-wise, that would make those locations Smaller. very tiny. Yeah. Uh, so then last night... But I think that's also fine. That feels a little retro. Well, like, he- yeah. hear me out on, okay. hear me out okay, on this. Okay, okay. Like, if, if you approve of this, this is not set in stone, but mm. I, I got to thinking. Uh, in the Scarlet and Violet DLC, you flat out just fly to other places. Yeah. You, you get on a plane, you're in Kitakamis in Japan, mm-hmm. and then... You know, Blueberry Academy. Assuming Academies in the Innova Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my thought process was, was, you know, what if we did the same for our existing DLC concepts mm-hmm. and we, we took them to other places? All right. Um, and one thought that I had was uh, for the Obsidian Shadow, the evil mask concept that you gave me. Obviously, in the interim, the teal mask has come out. <laughs> and another thing we predicted, didn't we? We did predict it. Honestly. But I thought of a way to possibly circumvent that would be to make a Venice region. Ooh. Because... You know I'm not going to say no to that. <laughs> Venice has... The, yeah, the Venetian masks. The, the, yeah. the, 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 the like Venetian the, balls, the, yeah. The, the festival of the carnival of the yeah, black mask yeah. and everything like that. It's got Commedia dell'arte, Dan. And my, my mental vision Ooh. is... Is a is a, a little Venetian girl. <laughs> is is like a is like a, a Venice region with like a culture focused around the three legendary beasts. Oh, stop! And then you have you team up with like a Perot character. Oh, yeah. I wonder what that's inspired by. <laughs> to to figure out what's going on with the beasts getting corrupted by the masks, and that way I don't have to you know ape off of the Kitakami masks, yeah. and I'll instead design them more like. The Venetian masks. Okay. And then you'll get a Jonathan character that's like, I'm looking for a Pokemon master, and after myself, I considered you. Yeah. <laughs> so so that was the thought I had. I love that. I'm not going to um, shoot that down. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. So then for the uh, for our little Shonen hero one, mm-hmm. obviously we that's focused on Mega Evolution. 
And originally we had that in Florida. But <laughs> no one wants to go to Florida. <laughs> but I was thinking for that, if we can... I don't have anything decided for that, but mm. I was thinking someplace that's technologically advanced but also has access to, like, green space. Yeah. So some things I thought of were Hong Kong, mm -hmm. uh, Vancouver, uh -huh. um, things like that, but I, I assume yeah. we could think on that, yeah, I like that in the future. Yeah, we can go to Taipei. And... <laughs> You know, a technologically advanced place that has access to some kind of, you know, other biome Greenery, yeah. Yeah, a blend of the two. Um, because for Venice, it would be... More old-fashioned. It would be more old-fashioned, yeah. but Venice has a lot of famous gardens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. on the map, I would design it so that it's mostly all going Water. around the city. Water. But yeah. you encounter... Little hidden gardens that provide the oh, wild Pokemon. You know, I'm all about that. Um, but then the the uh, Opal Spark, whatever, the, the Shonen <laughs> Hero one will be built around that mega city still. Mm. But then there'll be like more of a wilderness to catch Mons. Yeah. Um, but and now, not to remove huge portions of our map or anything. Uh, but my thought was was that. Florida could now be, like, the little part that would show on our map could be turned into the den for one of our sun boys. Yeah, why not? Because it's the Sunshine State. Yeah. And then the islands that make up the West Indies could still be there, but they'll just be in the game. Man, they'll just have be to like, fight Florida man to get to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'll, it'll just be, like, that Florida will be a legendary location, and then the West Indies will be, like, you can you can use, like, a boat tour thing to, yeah. to hit them. That's great. Uh, not deleting them, because, like, a lot of cool stuff, like Puerto Rico and everything else is down there. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, we're going to excise them. But it's just, like, you can visit them. They'll be, like, the Sevi Islands. Um, but we won't have to, like, shoehorn the demon mask storyline yeah. into that. Yeah. Uh, so that's my thought, mm. if you approve. I approve. I'll think of a technologically advanced slash greenery place yes. to host this second DLC in. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and then we can, you know, we can come up with content for those down the line, mm -hmm. as however long the podcast runs, yeah. but that's... <laughs> Forever and ever. That's the, that's the revelation that struck me. Yeah, until uh, Game Freak makes the game that we propose. Yes. And then we're like, well, they've been listening. Yes. They got us. Where do we sue? Um, so big ranking occurring. Big now, ranking. Then. Ranking yeah. of kings. Even. Ranking of kings. Ranking of queens. Care to explain to our audience what we're doing here? Um, as keeper of the keys, county of the clink. For the past couple weeks, uh, uh, pop sensation Hatsune Miku, <laughs> who I saw live, yes, yes, uh, has, has teamed up with Project Voltage. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> Or as part of Project Voltage, <laughs> has been posing with Pokemon oh. uh, that are designed by a number of famous artists. Mm. She's paired with a mon, she gets a special outfit, um, and then, uh, you know, it also comes with other, like, concept art sheets yeah. that are, like, showcasing... The outfit, the design, the principle behind the design. The attitude. Yep. Um, <laughs> so... The look. <laughs> we've been uh, bedazzled yeah. by these. <laughs> They're the only thing that's kept me going some days this week, yeah. these past three weeks. Like, and I wake up at four when it's revealed. Yeah. And it's, like, the first thing I wake up to, and I'm like, oh. No, <laughs> and, and they've, they've all been... A nice balm for the soul. Uh, so we decided to rank them. Yeah. Um, Which, before we do, don't come for us. Yeah. They're all great. They're all wonderful. Just some of them I prefer better than others. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. This ranking 
was close. Yeah, it was close a lot, especially in the middle for me. There were a lot that were interchangeable for me. Yes. Yeah. Because even even on the outfits that you may not like, mm-hmm. the the little extra character sheets in- increase that. And then sometimes yeah. I went with with the Pokemon. I was like, mm, I don't know if that Pokemon's exactly what I would have picked for mm-hmm. her. Um, but then again, that's implicit bias because some of my faves are definitely featured here as well. Yes, that and mine influence too. my faves as well. Um, so we're gonna go from least to most. And I guess we interrupt with, well, how we feel? My thought was that you, since you saw Miku live... <laughs> with Grand Baroque, yes. <laughs> we will use your list, um, oh. but then when you tell me yours, I'll tell you where okay. I rank it. All right. And then we'll, we'll go off that. Okay, yeah. very good. So let's begin at number 18. And like I said, no offense to any of these. I know Dan will be different in some. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps similar in others, but I have number 18, the normal type. Is my number 18. That's my number 17. Ah, great minds think alike, Dan. Um, I like it. I think it's cool. It's hipster-esque. I'm not a fan of Chatot. Me too, Um, yeah. So, I I don't know what other norm... Maybe a Togepi or Togekiss. You know a Togekiss would have boosted that up. 100% 100% for me. Yeah. But it was, it was going against, like, um, most of her outfits are in, inspired by Pokemon that sing in some way. Yes. Or influence music, so I got that. Um, I do like number 18. Uh, normal, it was just the least favorite of mine for here. And obviously here, you for 17. Yeah. For similar reasons, I suppose. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my number 17, and I know it's going to get Dan. I like it. I like the design. And I'm I'm kind of sad that it's 17 is the electric number 17. Mine was 18, 17, mm. 16. Mine's 15. All right, electric. So, so I wasn't. Yeah. So still not that different there. Yeah. Uh, what was the Pokemon she partnered with here? Rotom. Rotom. I love Rotom. Or Rotom. I shouldn't say Rotom. Rotom. It's Rotom. Yeah, it's Rotom. (laughs) Rotom. I liked it more to look at it because it was uh, kind of like a sophisticated, almost rubber suit that she's wearing. Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters-esque. I love Rotom. Yes. Um, But something wasn't doing it for me with this design. And we'll see how certain types might have influenced my choice as well. But yeah, I wasn't feeling something here. Yeah, it's... I wanted to like it because it was giving me Trigun vibes. Mm. Like, you know, obviously, like, the Neon Gang and everything. Um, But, I don't know, it it was kind of just missing. I I feel like for Miku, it could have been... There could have been, like, an extra step to make it a little more vibrant. Especially since her pigtails could, like, resemble Rotom's, like, electricity and everything. So, uh, yeah, I, could, I think it could have been a little more flashy. Yeah, That's... I don't like when the rubber overalls go into the rubber boots. Yeah. It makes me feel things. All right. Controversi- controversial pick for me mm-hmm. for my next one. You might not have expected this for me. Number 16, one of my favorite types, grass. Well, yeah. I know where yours will probably be ranked much higher than me. Uh, uh, <laughs> for me... Due to a certain Pokemon that she partnered with. Yeah, that is ranked number seven for me. Yeah, I figured, I figured. I I like that, but I'm a cheerleader look. Mm-hmm. I get that. I I don't feel this went with Rillaboom, though, even though they were doing, like, the drum thing and the band thing from uh, one of the Pokemon games. Like, she used all the Pokemon from that band in uh, Sword yeah, and Shield. Yeah. Um, I forget what they were called. But the, forget, yeah. You would know more than me. You expect me to remember, but... Uh, yeah. I, I thought it was simple, and I debated. Like, I was swapping some types out, and I said, you know what? I love grass, but I'm not feeling this design. 
well, ranking with the other ones. Mine, I have I have that one as number seven because I do love Rillaboom. Um, but <laughs> I also bias. Yeah. I very biased. But I also tried to factor in that like I think that was one of the first ones that dropped. That, yeah, it was. It was quite early. I what, think it was the uh, third or second one. So that, at that point, we were still like, the fuck is Miku doing <laughs> with these Pokemon? So it's like, I didn't pay attention to that one as much. Wake up startled, what is going on? Yeah. So when I went back and reassessed all of them, I'm like, okay, I do like that one. So yeah. I'm going to put it yeah. put it pretty high. Yeah. Near Switch for me, number 15, Fire. Ooh. I know you'd like Fire more than me, though. That's number four for me. Ooh. Care yeah. to explain why? I, I get it. She's like a punk rocker. I mm -hmm. loved it. Listen, I put it above Grass, and you know Grass is one of my favorite yeah. types, so it was a lot to consider that on my psyche. It just I just wasn't feeling it from this one picture. I do like her coat that's there. Mm -hmm. um, I wish that was shown off a bit more. I love, um, what's the case? Alligator. What's his name? Skeledurge. Skele Skeledurge. I love him. I love the concept of screaming into the microphone, mm -hmm. but something yet again wasn't it doing it for me. I, I had to rank this one highly because obviously Skeledurge mm -hmm. is the starter closest to my heart at the moment. I feel like you were jaded by the Pokemon she chose. I was. Yeah. 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 That that was a big factor Not, not for the me. fashion. <laughs> but, you know, obviously I, I'm also biased to punk rock and everything like that. Mm. So I, I ranked it number four. Um, cause it's fire, wow. it's Skeledurge, it's, four, it's four you know. versus 15. Yeah. Well, hey. How different is, we are. This is the clash. Yeah. So. Yeah. Clash of Kings. Yes. <laughs> um, next, and I mean, I did this, it just so happened to lay this way. Number 14 for me is water, as Dan would like to say. And I love water too. Mm -hmm. This is with Primarina, who I also enjoy. It just was very simple for me. She's got this inflatable beach ball. She's got a little bit of a sunburn slash tan. Yeah. Uh, I get that she's she would fit right into our newest episode, Ride Your Wave, at the time of recording. Yes. But um, it, it seemed a little simple. But I, I liked her in concept. This is not a, a an offense to Miku or the Pokemon Chosen. Just simple. No, for me, um, I have the water one ranked as number eight. No, oh, okay. But wow, but what did you put at the top? <laughs> but very evenly tied with everything else that I kind of had in that tier, which mm. we haven't. I think the only other one on that level was Rotom. Um, but I really liked the design of this one because of its simplicity, mm. and I love the transparent beach ball. <laughs> and when you looked at the character sheet, there were all these like yeah, they, like, she had quirky things yeah. like a potion thing attached to her hip or whatever. And yeah, yeah, and, I, thought, I thought that was cool. That's why that's like the highest of the the three starter types for me. Yeah, and like layers of transparent plastic mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. to do Primarina's like fins and everything. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, because of that stuff, I'll I'll put this. But but again, it's almost completely tied with the other ones that are near it. Yeah. So, one of which is Rillaboom, yep. so, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, nothing but surprise after surprise for me here, Dan. Mm -hmm. Number 13, another one of my favorite types, Ice. Ice, for me, was right after Pre-Marina. That was number 9. Okay, All yeah. Right, so we're getting a little bit closer. I love this design. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool with her handbag and her ice spikes. She's with um, a Lapras. Yeah. A fave um, of mine. I also enjoy Lapras, too, yeah. but it felt a little bit different. It felt a little bit too sharp for me. I know they were going for icicles, mm -hmm. a little cold behind the eyes. Maybe that was the intent, but well, it felt a little out of place for me. Because of that sharpness, I was actually, I agree, and I was going to rank it lower, but then I'm like, you know what? This Miku looks <laughs> unique. Yeah. This Miku is icy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to rank it 
I'm going to give it points for She's that. Icy, spicy, a little bit feisty. Going for the gold. Because of that <laughs> and because of Lapras, I decided to, to boost it up. All right. Yeah. Okay. Another shock for me, our latest reveal, number 12, Dragon. Okay. Dragon was simple. Dragon was like, oh, yeah. that's Dragon. I would have actually ranked that lower in hindsight now. It, I mean, I love Maridon, who she's partnered mm-hmm. with. Um, but it felt like, oh, this is just a costume for Miku. It felt like the outfit was wearing her. And she wasn't wearing the outfit. Yes. I, I ranked uh, the dragon Miku at, let's see, 18, 17, 16, 15, 14. Oh, so below yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And for the, all the points that you listed, it kind of looked like... I'm like, okay, they went with... They could have started with this one. Yeah. And then, like, so shocked us with the others. And I, I understand why it had to be Maridon, because it's like, they're both... Electric voltage. Like, yeah, virtual singing, yeah. things. Um, it was going for Utsuna, too, which I thought it did not as successfully as I would have hoped. Yeah. Like, if they would have did an Anthe-style dress, I think I would have liked it a little bit more. Um, But I don't... Uh, Ooh, I, I forgot to scroll over. Some, some of my numbers might be off. Oh, but, interesting. Um, but, but yeah, no, that one I ranked 14 just because I really... I enjoyed the Miku with the spikes <laughs> on the pigtails. Ice. But yeah. it, it, it felt kind of disconnected with Miraidon because mm. I, I thought, like, Noivern was going to get it. Mm. Technically, even Dragonite could have gotten yeah. it because uh, yeah. the famous anime thing with the singing to the lighthouse and stuff... Mm-hmm. Um, but I do understand why Miraidon makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. I just kind of was in the middle, so I put it there. Uh, number 11, this is where I start, like, this is, like, the positive side of my list. Mm-hmm. It was, like, just eked out of the top 10, but I enjoyed all these. Number 11's gonna be flying for me. Flying, I have dead last at 18. Ooh. Yeah. Care to explain why? I just wasn't excited about this one. Was it Alteria who she partnered with? Yes. Yeah. I, I do have a bias for Alteria, so. Yeah. I'm yeah. probably biased against Alteria, oh, but... Oh, you are? Interesting. I don't... Uh, I don't you don't hate... enjoy a, a somber cloud song? <laughs> it's it's An augury, yeah. Um, but no, I just... I thought that this one was kind of, like, predictable, so oh. I didn't I didn't go with it. Yeah, but she takes little hover steps with her shoes and That's walks true. upon clouds. Again, none yeah. of these are bad, but it's just like, you know. This was definitely, like, a Lady Gaga outfit, so yeah. I was like, hmm, yes. Of Interesting, course. yeah. Um, oh, so my top ten are all solid. Okay. Like, I wish they could have all, and this one, this is probably the most surprising for me. I loved my number ten, Ground. And the more I think about Ground the more I love it, and I think I should have ranked it higher. Well, for me, mm. ground is number one. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I could feel that, and I, I agree with that sentiment. I think it was a very cool design. They did this desert theme with Flygon. She looks like an anime drifter, yeah. in that she's yeah. got, like, the cloak, the tattered cloak, like, the, the fatigues mm-hmm. underneath. Like, she, you know, she's got, I think she's got, like, a little explorer's pouch with a map and everything in it. Yeah. And I felt like, okay, this this Miku could star in an anime series yeah. where she's going on adventures. Yeah. And so, I'm like, I gotta pick it. I definitely think that's my biggest regret. I would have ranked that higher mm-hmm. in, in hindsight. Yeah. Ground. Because I loved that way more than I thought I was going to love Ground. Yeah, it was a surprise. Yeah. 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 But that's a lot of these types coming up, too. I was, like, very surprised at um, some of these, how they placed. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one, number nine, is Poison. Okay, Poison's number two for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. Poison the same way. Very interesting design. It has a lot going on. Yeah. Um, But with reason. Cool shoes and plastic bags because she liked them, even though they melted. 
Yeah, the Splatoon yeah. shoes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I said, what's going on with those shoes? I just thought it was. I just thought it was a really funky design. And who's she with? Toxicroak or is that Toxitricity? Toxitri- Toxitricity. That's what I meant. From the from There's the too band. many fucking Pokemon, Dan. <laughs> but I I thoroughly enjoyed this. Very Splatoon esque. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Poison. Uh, number eight. I had to go after this. You know I love a ball gown. Mm-hmm. Number eight is gonna be Rock. Mine is uh, previously the one thing I got wrong was that Primarina was number was number eight, mm. but Aurorus was number seven. Yeah, so also so placed highly for me. Very close for each other on yeah. that. I like the design. I don't as much like it without the gown. I know that was like the big reveal they mm-hmm. had. It was like the gown comes off and like the scepter thing that she has going on with her batons. Yeah, yeah. That's why I picked it because the gown. <laughs> is is cool by itself, but then they took the time, the artist, to design what's under the Aurora part of the gown, which mm. is like a rock-themed other dress. Yeah. Yeah. So a diaper. <laughs> a diaper. It, I don't know. It's just, for those layers of creativity, I was like, you know, yeah. and Aurora's is cool. Yeah. So I was very pleased mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Number seven, this is a classic for Jonathan. This was definitely one of my faves spiritually. I'm going to put down Bug. Bug for me was, let's see, it was 10, mm-hmm. but okay. in that stretch where it was tied with, like, water and ice, mm. uh, because I, I, when I first saw this, I was like, eh, but then over time, I'm like, that's a, eh. cl- that's a, that's a classy Miku. Mm-hmm. That's like a Miku who's yeah, performing. Simple, simple. She's got her book of coral odes yeah. to sing, yeah. She's performing at, like, a university, yeah. Yeah. you know, Function. Uh, music event mm-hmm. with the classiest folks. Yeah. I, I like it. Yep. Yeah. That's why I enjoyed it, too. Ah. Uh, the top six already. Number six. Now, this is a Miku that I think the other Mikus would all be best friends with. Mm-hmm. This is fairy-type Miku. Lo- love it. Yeah. Love the puff. I <laughs> love the puff. Love how they're going for, like, Gaijinka, mm-hmm. sort of. A lot of people wish that they made her a little tanner. Mm-hmm. Like, to fully emphasize that, and I saw an edit online that was, like, amazing with that, but all the art shows, like, this Miku is friends with other Mikus. Yes. She's just there. She's the good friend to chill out with. She's got her Jigglypuff, her her candy-shaped pillow. What more do you need, Dan? Uh, uh, yeah, I have her ranked as, let's see, 9, 10, 11, mm. but... 11? Oh, well, a lot of points because of Puff. But, uh, well, we're going to see why as we get higher up in the competition here. (laughs) But, again, tied with all of the ones in my, like, high C tier Mm. here. Because I love Puff, I love the design. Um, Obviously very, like, poppy looking. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no complaints from me. It's, again... very close rankings. Yeah. So Top five, and here's where I thought we would be exactly the same, so I can't wait to hear mm-hmm. how this is different. My number five, really surprised by this, is Steel. Steel is also my number five. There we go. So yeah. I was like, I knew we'd have something. I love Jirachi. I love this samurai design of her. E- they really banged out the good ones at the end, aside from Dragon, for me. There is so much detail in this in mm-hmm. this Jirachi one. We're all weebs, so we love that. It, it, like, her hat is like a it has steel... has the wish tags on it, yeah. Yeah, the Tanabata, and mm-hmm. they're like... It's held together, like it's like a piece of sheet metal held together with the, the wish stickers and everything. Um, a lot of people were saying that this was supposed to be... That they hoped that this would have been Bronzong. Yeah. Um, but... 
Miku's a star, so it does make sense. <laughs> and Jirachi cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so I was I was very pleased with this. In terms of, of the theming that you could do for it, I could see how a Bronzong would be done. People drew that in fan art yeah. a lot. Uh, they gave her, like, a big bell dress, mm -hmm. which is fun. Um, but I was I was surprised by this. I was very pleased with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, my number four, along with Ground, I think this could go higher in a different ranking, a different world. My number four, surprisingly, fighting. Number three for me. Yeah, I loved this fighting design. I didn't know. I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like fighting. When would I? And then she comes out as this cool uh, anime school school tough. Yeah. She's, yep. she's Street a, tough with she's a, a surfetched. Yeah. She's got the school jacket on. She's got the gloves on. on. This is very Soul Eater when we get there. It's it's oh, Maka's yeah. design, yeah. She's wielding a leak <laughs> as a sword. With her inspiration, she was the leak girl. Yeah. It all makes sense. I, so, for all of those factors, yeah. it was it was damn near perfect. And obviously, I love surfetched. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, number three for me is Ghost. Okay. Uh-oh. I... Uh-oh. Here we go. I regret... To inform you. I regret not ranking, um... Ghost higher. Mm. Uh, I have Ghost down at, uh, let's see. The bottom, see, probably. At 13. Yeah. But, again, it's in that stretch where it's kind of tied with everything. Mm. Um... It's a great design. Like, I love the glitchy hair. Yeah, I love the glitchy arms. Um, she looks somber. She looks simple, like as if Miku actually died. God forbid. <laughs> Let's not speak heaven, that. Heaven forbid. No. <laughs> Let's not speak that into existence. The world would mourn. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know why I... It might have just been that I wasn't paying too much attention to this one <laughs> when, it, uh, when it first yeah. came out. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Ghost Miku... But in retrospect, I should have examined it and ranked it higher, probably. Mm -hmm. It also... Because Miss Mag Magius, we just... Like, that's uh, Iano's Pokemon, too. So it feels like mm -hmm. we've gotten a lot of Miss Magius. Which is not a bad thing. I like that Pokemon. But yeah. I probably should have... You know, and she's got, like, the spell tag designs in there. Mm -hmm. and So it should be higher, but mm -hmm. it's sitting at mm -hmm. unlucky 13 for me. Number two. They started with Perfection, Den. The mm -hmm. very first one, we've got Psychic. I said, this is Jonathan to a fucking T. The stickers, the retro stickers that she has on her bag. It, it's mm -hmm. just perfection, Dan. What, what more could I desire out of a Pokemon design character? Well, controversially, oh. I have this one down at uh, a lowly 16. Oh my god. This is my type. Who's she with? Mew? Meloetta. Meloetta. Yeah. Another Jonathan Bop. And I love Meloetta. Oh. I do. Mm. I, I do. Oh, you do? But yeah. for the same reason as as the normal type one, I'm just like, this Miku didn't, didn't to me, yeah. if we're if we're judging this on America's Got Talent, this oh. Miku didn't. Don't speak about that because uh, uh, um, <laughs> Avangardi lost to a dog. Yeah, I didn't know what you were talking about when the you said that. The dancing troupe that I sent with Cinderella Honey. No, that was yeah. an amazing music video they that you sent the me. They were the star of all the fucking promos. And they lost to a dog. Yeah, then. I didn't know what you were talking about with that, but I I, 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 I haven't looked up what the dog did. Yeah, you know what the dog did? Lost what? a sibling, and everyone felt sad. Oh. <laughs> Shut up, Dan. <laughs> but, but yeah. 
Uh, again, not not bad. It just didn't. <laughs> oh, it didn't. It didn't excite me. Oh, <laughs> it's it totally me. Yeah, <laughs> but we've arrived at the moment. And I think we know what our number one is. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the same thing, Dad. It has to be the same thing. My number one is ground. Oh, oh, I told you. Yeah, my number one is the Superior Miku design, dark. Who I have at number five. Oh. Well, Dark's perfect, so how do you have that at number five? It's well, the best design. I, well, for the reasons that I explained for the other ones, but yeah. uh, but no, it is it is an excellent design. Hmm. She is like a like a She's a, a team boss. She's like an yeah. like an Ava Green character yeah. in this. Yeah. <laughs> she's I, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it. She's Marlena Dietrich with her bodyguard Obstagoon. Yeah. It, 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 it's it, it's perfection, Dan. If they released which Dan spoke into existence, figures of these, we would all be screwed. It there be, would be a bloodbath. <laughs> like I would kill people. Oh, okay, for fucking if if Van Gogh is a big deal, yeah, oh, then yeah, Hatsune this, Miku is is going to huge. people are gonna murder one yeah, another for those. To get a dark figure. But it could be... It, it would just be as simple as, like, those pop-up parade figures where it's, like, oh. a Miku paired with the Pokemon yeah. and then on, like, a little platform. Mm. It would sell, like, hotcakes. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, we, 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 would, we would have to. We'd uh, be obligated to. Yeah. But, but no, it, it's... Uh, she's got yeah. an umbrella. She's got a microphone in that umbrella. She's doing, like, a jazzy chanteuse sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I need more of this in Pokemon. This would get me to play Pokemon religiously if designs were like this. Well, but I do agree that ground was yeah. up there. I think I should have ranked ground higher, and I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. I respect that it's at number one for you. Yeah, I again for the reasons listed, I kind of I kind of went towards a bias to like I could either see this Miku starring in a video game or I could see them in an anime, and I think my my top five mostly speak to that. Mm. Um, and then the other ones were all close because these were holy shit, these were good designs. Yeah. I love character designs like this. Mm-hmm. If you go through the lists that people have posted up on X, there's like they got all the, you know, the extra character sheets showing the Miku in their environment and mm-hmm. everything, and it's I don't know, it's just yeah. I don't know what inspired them to do this, but I'm happy they did it. It was a great crossover. Barbie's yeah. next, right? I hope. Yeah. <laughs> this Barbie uses yeah. toxic stall or mm. or, yeah. or a bulky water. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this Barbie uses Parahax. Yeah. So feel free to go through this list and judge us both accordingly. Mm-hmm. But you know, mine's superior, so Yeah. <laughs> well, you are the you are the more of the music connoisseur. Yeah, I've you... seen her live, so I could speak yeah, she, to what she would use. She reached out her holographic <laughs> hand and, and uh, touched you. Yes. <laughs> so... Yes. While the audience around me was like, Who the what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and Grant and I What's an I make? <laughs> Sing class wall, and she did. <laughs> she did. But no, this was. Have you have you gotten Grant's feelings on this? No, or? I thought that we would have to sit him down and have a conversation. Yeah. So next time he visits, we're gonna yeah. have to bring this up and yeah. see if we can get his. We'll have to come over three hours early. His definitive yeah. ranking yeah. for these. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. But good tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've prolonged your suffering enough. I think. I believe so. I feel, Dan. So it's time, once again, for, I believe, the 27th time? Yes. We're getting close to 30, where we rank everything, to begin Sinister Six anew. Uh-huh. And Sinister Six is a series where Dan and I take bad movies, good movies, etc. things, and just watch them and comment on them. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to, or maybe if you want to, you can as well. Um, 
as I like to say before every episode, I adhere my three Sinister Six to the tenets of patron saint Megan the Stallion, classy, bougie, and trashy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, classy, cheesy, and trashy. Yes. I can't even talk. But uh, this pot has been boiling for quite a while, Dan. I will inform you that there is still one in there since Popeye, our number one pick, that has been chilling, roasting, cooking, well overdone. Okay, I've had turnover. I've had complete pot recycling. I am not surprised if you won't pick it. I think I'm guaranteeing that's going to be the pot forever or unless I do something about it. Mm -hmm. It's like at the bottom of the stew pot. Mm -hmm. But I rewrite these every week on the exact same sheet of paper folded the exact same way Mm -hmm. and Dan never manages to pick that one. The other two in here, Dan will not like as much as that one, mm-hmm. um, and are over two hours long each. Okay. One of them is a bear trap that's going to inspire something else to occur. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, there's a contingency plan. There yeah. is something in there. So I pray for your soul, Dan. Well, yeah, and for the record, I don't know what's happening. No. Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan has been teasing this. That, I've been like, teasing all of them. There's I've a, got a different thing to go with each one. There's like a different branching path yeah, for yeah. each of these. I don't know the specifics, but mm-hmm. but you know, that's part of the, the charm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we're going to leave it up to fate. Mhm. All I could say Dan is good luck. Okay. And I'll see you on the other side, but I may not be the same. I'm shaking up the bag. I need right. to draw the first of this batch of Sinister 6. Oh god. I'm not ready. I'm nervous. I'm nauseous. Picked a piece, unwrapping it. Poor choice, sweetie. <sighs> what is that? Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you do this? Why do you choose pain? Was that the worst or the middle or the best? All I can say is, Dan, officially now, the dark Jonathan arc can begin. <laughs> The old Jonathan okay. you knew That's what I was hoping for. is dead. <laughs> Uh-oh. You won't see him anymore for a long while. Oh, no. Because that was the bear trap. Your, your you dark Miku. <laughs> Poor choice, Saweetie. Mm-hmm. I hate to do this to you, but tonight on the podcast, we're watching the most recent classic in this edition. Let me reach into the bag and actually find it for you. We're watching... The cult classic, the fan favorite, the Jonathan Stan, House of Gucci. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this was originally put in the pot for me mm-hmm. based on Dan's Gotti pick. Yes. I said this would be a great companion piece. But now that we're entering the Dark Italia arc, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's other movies down the line that are going to sequentially follow this in some way. Okay. So you've opened the floodgates, Dan. There's wouldn't, no hope for your soul now. Wouldn't have it any other way. But this is a Ridley Scott joint, House of Gucci. Here's the box with a star-studded cast. Mm-hmm. Many, many, in fact. And um, what can I say about this movie? I don't know if I enjoy it, Dan, despite all that it has going for it. It's the longest one in the pot. Uh-huh. So it's two and a half hours almost, so I'm glad we are starting a bit early today. Mm -hmm. But House of Gucci is a 2021 American biographical crime drama directed by Ridley Scott based on the 2001 book The House of Gucci, a a sensational story of murder, madness, glamour, and greed by Sarah Gay Forden. 
Ridley Scott wanted to make a film about the Gucci dynasty after acquiring rights to Fordin's book in the early 2000s. The previous directors for this film in the past were Martin Scorsese and Wong Kar Wai. Jeez. Both of which we've experienced in our lives. Oh my god. But it eventually fell into Ridley Scott's paws. And I think it's one of his weaker works, unfortunately. The project languished for several years with a number of directors and rumor actors being considered before Scott and Gaga became officially attached in November 2019. And you know me, I am a Stephanie Joanne Germanata stan. Mm -hmm. There is nothing she can do wrong in this, and she may in fact be the saving grace for this movie, in your opinion. I'll try to keep my biases aside. Mm -hmm. I do think she does quite well in this, but there are elements of everyone's performance that doesn't feel like it's a real movie, Dad. Okay. It feels like it's a joke (laughs) that these people (laughs) are filming something that they do not want to be a part of. Mm Mm-hmm. At different meanings. Um, but uh, much of the remaining cast joined the following summer, and filming began in Italy, lasting from February through May 2021. So very recent in our minds. I don't know where you were, where the House of Gucci were unleashed. I saw this in theaters. And I remember you seeing it, and I and remember... saying, <laughs> oh, don't watch it! Yeah, yeah, I remember you were kind of giving like, a reaction, and then mm. never mentioning it yeah. again. Because you know what? It was stewing, Dan, in the uh, back of my mind. But e- now it's yeah. arrived, the day has come. Well, beyond you saying, like, Gucci as in the Gaga voice. Well, you didn't pronounce it wrong choice, sweetie. So that was the only time you... So I was surprised how little you discussed this, but I understand it makes sense now. Yeah. The film received mixed reviews from critics who praised the cast performances, but criticized the inconsistent tone and editing. Mm -hmm. And may I mention accents? Mm -hmm. Everyone's got a different accent in this film, and a lot are worse than others. We could do a ranking of accents, just like we did with Miku at the end. We could, yeah. Um, Gago and Leto were nominated for the Screen Actors Guild Award, Critics' Choice Award, and Satellite Award for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actor, respectively, while the former also received nominations for the Golden Globe Award and BAFTA Award, so Lady Gaga receiving mm-hmm. that. Um, the fact that Jared Leto was nominated for this, for all these prestigious awards, is very surprising to me. Um, yeah, I, I'm not... A big fan of his, yeah. and he seems to keep getting roles in this, these types of movies over and over again as if he's a selling point, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. Yep. It's it's strange. Yeah. The film earned a nomination at the 94th Academy Awards for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? But that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing else. Um, and it has grossed over $153 million against a $75 million budget, so it's a success. Okay. Um, if middling. And now we get into Cringe Corner. The things to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott is slipping a bit, I'm afraid to say. I don't think he's got the prestigious title that he once had with these movies. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Ridley Scott, I I completely forgot that he directed this. Mm-hmm. And he did, yeah. Last duel in this, or uh, like around the exact same time. Ridley Scott, it seems, when he sets his mind to something, he'll do it. But at a cost, you know, vis-a-vis the many alien, recent alien movies he's attempted to make and actually made. And the other projects that he kind of, like, sets his mind to, but then they end up not, you know, being 100% good. Um, But he's very, it's very 
strange man, Ridley Scott. We're yep. going to be good. I would assume at some point on Good Movie Podcast, yeah. we're going to be watching good Ridley Scott movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there are there are many excellent ones. I that hope are it's f- Aliens. Yeah. Faves of mine. Mm-hmm. That was James Cameron. Oh, it was James Cameron. Alien was. Alien was Ridley yeah. Scott. Oh. Um, oh. Hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, it's modern Ridley Scott is another story entirely. Well, surely you'll bring Prometheus along then. We could, yeah. <laughs> I've seen our it favorite, often enough. Yeah, our favorite. Jeez. But yeah. Uh, the next bit is The Bloated Length. This movie is well longer than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It's like an extra movie. I Australia'd you again. <laughs> and you really do love the trashy picks. You really do pick them the most of all. Well, that's what fate seems to draw me to. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's got a 60% median on Rotten Tomatoes and average review score. So more people have leaned positively on it, but it's at that 60% that you're like, is this a good movie? Mm-hmm. Or is this just a bad movie? And what would be your percentage for it? I'm going to have to rewatch it and tell you at the end. Okay. But it, it, it's definitely around that, if not a little bit lower. Yeah, I'm curious. Me. So, yeah. you know, and you think everything's going for Jonathan here. We got Al Pacino. We got Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. We get Italy. <laughs> we get fashion. Yeah. But th- Selma Hayek... <laughs> We got them all, Dan. Well, even the rest of this cast, Adam Driver and Jeremy yeah. Irons. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Like, this is... Uh, Stacked. Yeah. Um, the amount of Dan and Jonathan pairs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we say that with every movie we watch, but literally everyone here mm-hmm. is me and you in a movie in a different universe, in a different lifetime, everything, everywhere, all the in one Fiona style. and Cake multiverse. Yeah. 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 That's going on. We get great actors in these hammy roles, and then we get a far more boring Gotti version. <laughs> I think Gotti's more exciting than this movie. Okay, which, yeah. which, yeah. All those lamps, Dan. All those lamps. Yeah, Gotti. Not as, not as many lamps. Gotti did one to one recreate a number of crimes, even if it didn't have much of a story, so I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> we get probably the worst of the cringe corner for me. You okay. may enjoy it, you may find it camp. Okay. At the levels. We get Jared Leto as Paolo Gucci from the Wario School of Acting. (laughs) Which I, in clips and previews, I saw. Yeah. He's unrecognizable, but at the same time, you know, there can be no one as annoying as Jared Leto in an acting role where he's completely in character in a fat suit and all. Mm Mm-hmm. It's surprising. I would have to ask why, but... I wonder if he sent people lasagnas on the set. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm yeah. sure he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting turn. And then last, unfortunately, I have to put her here. My favorite human being on the planet, Stephanie Joanne Germanata, <laughs> Lady Gaga. I love her. What? I stan her. Mm-hmm. But it's Camp Dan. <laughs> she has. She lived in this month for this role for nine months. She did not break <laughs> yeah, character as that, that au- accent from this accent that changes multiple times Mm -hmm. it's not italian that she's speaking there's no italian accent there it verges on russian so it's not like elvis where it's at least it's it's like elvis okay i I feel like it's the same levels of elvis i love her i love that she inhabits a role she's going to murder us in joker Mm -hmm. which i love but it's camp Mm -hmm. it's camp dan and i can't really save anything from this like i'm gonna be remain as Impartial as I can to this film, mm-hmm. despite my love for Lady Jaja. I, I needless to say, <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> I am interested. Yeah, because I don't think you have brought one of these big crime movies here. I haven't. Yet. No. So this is like Unless based you on count a true story. Stealing bulls in Australia. Yeah, the, <laughs> the pro tags were trying to, to make it a musical. Yeah, save them, but. It, 
so this is this is a first I, I think for you and mm-hmm. obviously this is I can see how this mirrors Gotti. Uh, yeah. Not not a reflection, but maybe like a <laughs> I, I don't know a carnival, a like carnival a, like mirror a, a further corruption, yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, a different layer, an even more evil reflection. Deeper I down. don't know. Because um, at least in Gotti, we got like Moida. What Moida? Oh, he didn't gonna, commit any Moida. We're gonna get iconic lines in this film. <laughs> don't you worry, Dan. So no, I'm I am excited though. I'm always excited for these these bad movies. So I came prepared. Unfortunately, the old Jonathan you knew is dead for a while, Dad. Mm-hmm. You won't be seeing him soon. I'm sorry. Can't pick up the phone right now. No. Yeah. <laughs> All I gotta say is it's time to take out the trash and in the name of the father, the son, and house of Gucci. <laughs> My boss, the Popa. <laughs> It's our podcast, sweetie. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, to anime was not a mistake, and I just forced Dan Ryan to watch uh, The House of Gucci. Yeah, The House of Gucci. Mm. This was uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. It might have to retroactively be my sleeper hit of that year. <laughs> oh, no. No, you didn't like this, did you? I didn't like it. Oh, good. Um, But I, I did find it a little more fascinating mm. than some of the Sinister Six. Like, even the ones that I've brought. Like, I found it a little more interesting. Huh. Um, because this is a very, like, dull story told in such, like, a <laughs> campy, stupid fashion Yeah. that it wouldn't have worked without either of those two elements. Like, it had to be 50-50 that way yeah. in order for this to, like, be something. And I'm sure we're going to get into the cast, but, like, overall, did you think that the cast saved the film, or no? Yes. No, that's what that's part of what I mean, okay. is, like, it, it had to have... Without this cast acting the way that they were acting, mm. it would have just been, like, a very boring biopic. Yeah. Because um, the first thing, like, when we open on the film... Mm. Did you ever see the movie All the Money in the World? I have not, no. Okay, so that that is, uh, I believe, it's the true crime story of when, I think it's the, the Getty Fuel Company, like, the one of the heirs was kidnapped at some point, mm. and there was a whole thing about, like, the, the rich father wouldn't negotiate with the kidnappers because he had too much, you know, he, he wouldn't part with a cent of his money mm. in order to save his family. And the movie opens, and that's the vibe that I was that I was getting. Like this was this was Ridley yeah. Scott. This is going to be like a dark and dramatic take mm-hmm. on this Gucci story. Yeah, and it was not. No, <laughs> so. I I feel like it was very similarly tonally to Gotti. Yes, which is why I would have put them back to back. I think that's a great double feature to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it was giving me camp. It was giving me comedy at some points. Mm-hmm. It was giving me bloated length. Not enough lamps, though. Yeah, not enough lamps. So, but I'm I'm glad you enjoyed this. 
Morbs. I don't think this is one of your faves that it, we've wa- I've suggested on Sinister Six. It could be the pleasant fall weather. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it could be the sun, but lack of sun. You know the the vitamin D. Yeah. But you know, on first viewing at least, I enjoyed this more than Babylon. But again, oh, I do ah! I, I do need to re-examine Babylon. But but for well, stupid reasons. You know, on our next two, we're ranking them right. Yes, that's thirty Sinister Six picks. So yes. Yeah. But. Keep in mind, I am not saying this as, like, a critical recommendation. I'm saying this was stupid enough to to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, that was... Like, I can understand the serious parts in Babylon. This had no serious... Yeah, but Babylon <laughs> gave you... Yeah, no, and that's... Again, I've, like, looked back, and I see its quality, and I don't doubt it, but I feel like House of Gucci will stay with me for a bit longer, because it is... I don't know. It was just... How do you describe it? You're not starting off the dark Jonathan arc very well, Dan. Well, let me tell you that. Well, yeah, it's still a bad movie, but Mm. you know it. It is, but I don't know. It's just so dopey. That's the word. It's it's just it's really dopey. I agree with you. It is kind of dopey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shall we get into the plot? Well, again, as I would emphasize, Mm. I emphasize throughout the viewing. um, I'm currently like. Rewatching Golden Wind, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure arc, yes, which is yes. set in cartoon Italy, and many things in our life recently could tie into that. But th- this movie in particular is like, if you liked this movie, <laughs> then you would enjoy Golden Wind because mm-hmm. it's just it just keeps recurring. I don't know, but we're 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 years away from that. And all but... I'm saying is that we're gonna stay in Italy for quite a while after this film. Yeah, that's where yeah. the Dark Jonathan arc. Like, place. like there was no timing where it would have like coincided. Yeah, but it, it, Golden Dan Wind Dan just will set it all up someday. for me. So yeah. I mean, what am I gonna do? Anyways, let's get into the synopsis of this film, shall yes. we? Feel free to interrupt me at any point for details and such. Uh, we get Lady Gaga fully in character in an overblown Italian accent opening the movie. It's Patrizia Reggiano. Patrizia Mozzarella. Yes. Yeah, yeah, as we like to call her. I say, this is cinema. It was a name so sweet, so seductive. <laughs> yes. And well, and she's working at her father's... Well, no, we get Adam Driver. We get the, oh, the bookends right. okay, yeah, of yeah, him on ends. his bike. Uh, bicycle, Dan. <laughs> yeah, he, Adam Driver's on he's a going bike. going to work, and then someone calls to him, Mr. Gucci. We don't, we don't see the resolution yeah, of but, that until the end. But did you remember that at the end? Did you remember how that, that that's how the movie opens? Sort of. Do I, you do you like that trope where we bookend a movie? I have to say yes, because lots of favorite to, movies have done that. I have to say no. I don't like that. Really? Yeah, I don't enjoy that. But even Wappenheimer did that. Oh, but yeah, you didn't like... Okay, yeah, I see. The the stomping must have confused me, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) But I just wanted to know. So we get Adam Driver as Maurizio Gucci, uh, warrior-style power, uh, a blessing and a curse to be a Gucci at that time period, meaning that you had all the power in the world, Mm -hmm. but... It was fading. It was a a fashion industry, yeah. yeah. So then 1995, just riding me bike... Hoping nothing bad happens, and then we get 1978. Patricia Reggiani in the office uh, is an office manager at her father's small trucking firm. Yeah, a very New Jersey trucking firm. Yeah, and you mentioned this. It did like look like Newark, New Jersey, yeah, where yeah. I currently work. I said, "Oh, maybe Italy and them aren't so different." It looked like a landscape that we were used to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like me at Royal. I put down in my notes: expensive taste. 
uh, a woman on the side. We get like the Italian vibes of like, oh my, I'm working for my dad. He has a guma. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really say anything about that. Just don't tell mom. For, for you, you Sopranos fans, that's a side lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a side hustle going on there. But I, I did like the Italian Anta of it all. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how she parked so far away, but then that kind of contributes to her character that she likes to be ogled. She does like to be ogled, and she probably doesn't want dust on her car. Yeah. Yeah. she's very just so, so. Uh, we also get her talent of forging signatures, which comes up two hours from now. Yes. So remember that, audience. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a skill. Yeah. Uh, she is then invited to a discotheque for a wild party that night, and you can practically spell the Crisco and cocaine going on. Very eighties. We gets get progressively like progressively more eighties. Yeah. As we go. On the radio, it's all Donna Summers in there, yeah. and I, I'm loving this vibe. Like it, it's very cool. Like if he kept this whole film kind of like this. Yeah. But it, it, it felt it a little... It stops. Yeah, it does stop. It yeah. feels like grayscale after... After a certain point, it just mm-hmm. it just stops dead with that energy, with that 80s uh, yeah. electricity there. Yeah. Um, so here, Patricia meets young Maurizio, mistaking him for a bartender, and we get this whole meet-cute scene, Dan. Mm-hmm. What did you think about these two interacting, the chemistry together between them? I didn't think they had much chemistry. I thought they... I, you know, I thought they had kind of sort of chemistry. Like, it, it didn't feel bad to me, but what what do you think stood out to you well, there? Well, I thought it was... You don't believe Adam Driver and Lady well, Gaga could get together at some point? No, I thought it was he intentional. He's too tall, she's so small. Because... Well, that will get into that. But I thought it was intentional because... I love Gaga. I love Adam Driver. Mm. Um, I felt like it was Gaga was being the more forward one. Well, I think that's to, in the scene. Yeah, yeah because Adam yeah. Driver is awkward, and it felt like. But I assumed that that was part of the story was that she was kind of forcing it, and he was the well, the, the the yeah. You know, I I demure think, one. I think it can go multiple ways, but that's definitely how I feel. That she has kind of a hand in this affair. Yeah, from the beginning of it, and she realizes that he's a Gucci, and then immediately wants to. Get on that train. Yes. That Gucci money train. So she, like, hides out in a babushka. Well, well, first he's like, oh, are you Elizabeth Taylor? And that's, like, a cute thing. Mm -hmm. For, like, Gaga's acting career, it's like, oh, you think I'm Elizabeth Taylor? Yeah. (laughs) We have to mention that the the Italian accents are not the best. Do you agree, Dan, in this film? They are far from the best. Yeah. I think if Dan and I were given this movie and, like, 12 hours to film... We could have pulled something together. Like, the actors kind of choose when and when not yeah. to do it. Yeah, and based on, like, their hierarchy and the acting cast or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I know Gaga was living in this accent, but it does change. It does change. A lot. Jeremy Irons blends his British accent with an attempt at the Italian accent. Mm-hmm. And I know Jeremy Irons can do better than that. I know he can, but it he, was just like... He it, seems like an older Jared Leto to me, though. Really? He does. Yeah, I feel like if Jeremy Irons had a different little career path, he would be the same thing. Oh, that's true. He was in Aragon. Yeah. And then Batman v Superman. Yeah. So. Yeah. mm. He'd be sending Dan Rodents to people too, Dan. That's that's true. Don't you doubt. House of Gucci. That's true. Yeah. Uh, But here, Patrizia meets Maurizio. Uh, There's this whole Mikut scene. I'm a Gucci. Um, they dance as Patrizia woos her way into love and a fortune. Uh, then it's like, I gotta go, but how funny meeting you here. So, like, Patrizia basically stalks him. 
Yeah. And is like, oh, I'm going to meet you here. How funny. She's got the Jonathan Babushka on. Yeah, she meets him at like... Uh, she, she Yeah, a book shop, eh? Well, not even. It's like a law library. Yeah. It's like a college or university law library. What are library. you reading? One Piece? You like oh, books too? I, I yeah. enjoyed the One Piece. I read every volume. Yeah, they got, they got the big volumes there. I love it, the big mom. But we, we get... <laughs> Dan, oh... But we do get it established that uh, Adam Driver's character, Maurizio, is going to university to be a lawyer. Yeah. And that's his goal for the time being. And the only good lawyer, Dan? A dead one. Yeah. Gaga does not like lawyers. It's funny, huh? Yes. Why wouldn't she like lawyers, eh? Mm. Uh, but while that's going on, how funny meeting you here. What about those? Let's go on a date. And uh, Gucci calls, starting to be a lawyer. Um, then they go on these little meet-cutes together while their bodyguard is watching mm-hmm. Adam Driver's character, Maurizio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, it's like, oh, I cannot eat here, it's too expensive. They go in and then, like, Gucci's too cheap Yeah, to go in there. Yeah, which which is interesting. It's yeah. like, okay, he's he's really rich, but obviously he's careful with money. Yeah, so. but then they settle for some awkward panzerati, which is like a giant Tostino pizza roll, yes. if you ever had one. I recommend it. It's Italian. Hopefully not boiling lava hot when you bite into it. They're all boiling lava hot, (laughs) which is why I'm like, Gaga ate that like a champ, and if Dan presented me with one, it would go right down my gullet. I'd be like, Like see? (laughs) Scooby-Doo sandwich, that shit. There we go. Um, uh, Patrizia... Oh, no, hold on. We're going on. Uh, Settle for some Pizzeroni. Being watched by Maurizio's bodyguard, Franco. Yes. Who's an important character later on. Well, as the plot goes as on... As I mentioned. <laughs> I have, like, three pages of notes. So then after the book, that's... When they when they don't go into that store because it's too expensive, that's Gaga in the famous big hat. Mm-hmm. She's wearing... You a tortellini to, hat. Yeah, a tortellini yeah, as I hat. Said. Yeah. It's giant. Um, and then I think after this little dating montage is when Jeremy Irons comes in. <laughs> well, it, it's a little bit more still. They go on this rowboat first. Oh, yeah, the rowboat. In yeah, the and Newark then, like, Harbor. Gaga's like, I don't know how to row. Can you come and see it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Adam Driver's like, I'm big. I could fit in this little rowboat for sure. And it's shot Lord of the Rings yeah, style because they got a forced perspective. We in know for a fact that this five foot two actress and Adam Driver did not fit in the same boat. Yes. I guarantee you yeah. they had to custom make that fucking they, no, boat. They did. Again, like Lord of the Rings. They had For to... that angle. While like um, Franco is watching with Glee, like, my boy, he a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he... Uh... I guess he wants Maurizio to be happy, yeah, so he's like, he's it's like, like okay. the, it's prin- I said big princess jellyfish vibes. It's like yes. the help wants the master to fuck or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then they're from two. That's different- what I was thinking of. Princess that was the be- princess that was, jellyfish. Yeah. That was the better piece of media I was thinking of wow. with that comparison. Yeah, I really okay. did that, huh? Back yeah. to back, eh? Yeah. Mm. And you remembered. Uh, we got two different worlds. Um, so then at that point, Jeremy Irons is like. Invite your love over my house. Yes. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, I used to be an actor. Well, they're at like a little cafe. Yeah. And well, Jeremy expensive Irons. Expensive cafe. An expensive cafe. And Jeremy Irons is like testing how cultured Lady Gaga is. And he's like, yeah. oh, have you, you know, what do you study? And she's like, oh, I don't study. I I, I do... work at my father's business. Yeah. I do. I do typistry or something. And then, and then Jeremy Irons is visibly like. <laughs> and but he does reveal that he was an actor and uh he met adam driver's mom mm-hmm. and then at her funeral yes he's like adam driver sang happy birthday and was the saddest slash happiest moment of my life yes because he was so innocent he thought lighting the death candles was a happy birthday thing yeah mm. and you'll never be good enough for him 
I guess, right? Well, because after that, when Jeremy Irons retires back to his home, he's like Howard Hughes watching old film reels of his mm -hmm. wife, and mm -hmm. he is like, no, 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 no. Uh, that woman. She's only after you for money and the yeah. fame and whatnot. Like you need to count your choices a little bit differently. But uh, Maurizio insists. He's like, I love her. I'm going to marry her. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, Well, if you do that, you're out of my will. Mm -hmm. It's done. But Maurizio does insist and is like, I'm going to marry her in some form or way. Yeah. Um. So then we get like the the cute Jonathan Dan scene where you show up outside my house. With the suitcases, yeah, yeah. and it's like, oh, Senora Kwiatkowski. <laughs> Want to marry your uh, yeah? Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah Lady Gaga and Despucci. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, what are you doing here, Dan? And, like, as far as we can tell, I don't think that the dad even has any lines. He's like... Well, no, he does He does the best Italian acting in this film, though. That, okay, yeah, that's right, I forgot I about that. I thoroughly agree with that. Like, but, the arms cross, like, the silence, the guma going on, like... He's the best Italian-ish actor. Oh, I completely forgot he even had lines in the oh, opening. Oh, I, rem I remember But Dan. But no, like, Lady Gaga's there, and she's like, Mom, dude, mm -hmm. just say yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, so she's she's clearly very assertive, and Adam Driver is taken mm -hmm. in. She goes, I'm mama. And he's given a job <laughs> at the trucking company. And then he's having this fun time as Smash Mouth's Believers playing an Italian. Yeah. He's spraying the other boys with hoses. It's like, they oh, have what a, a hose fun, fight. What a fun little trucking company. I work for a part trucking company and none of this happens there. This seems like the happiest he is in the entire movie. Oh, I guarantee. Is at this trucking company. Yeah, he's like having fun with the boys playing soccer. And, like, everyone loves him. Yeah. Like, he's, like, invited into the fold, and they just, yeah. you know, it, it, it might be the happiest and, he's is. And then yeah. we get the Jonathan to Dan. Dan, come to the office. You're needed in accounting. Which was <laughs> a, a famous scene that I guess you'll have to recount, because that was the the uh, meme. Oh, it was the meme. Yeah. So, like, she, uh, Lady Gaga takes Adam Driver into the office and is like, hey, Papa's in here. What do you think we do? And then Lady Gaga gets fucking railed this desk. Mm -hmm. And the meme is, if you haven't seen, if you're not invested in X or Twitter or whatever, is that, like, the moms on the flights saw this and would take a picture, like, what movie is this? As Gaga's getting railed on the desk. And I was like, I know exactly what film that is. She's getting fucked to La Traviata, Dan. And, you know, that's a common theme is the Italian opera composers throughout yeah. this. They have about three, but they're going on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, then they're getting married. Yeah. Uh, instant transmission. <laughs> Which happens a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. To the point where sometimes it feels like comedy cuts. Yeah. We're, we're coming up on a few of those, but it feels like, you know, character makes a joke, cut to next scene, bad thing has happened type thing. Mm. But but they're getting married. And, and barely anyone shows up on Maurizio's side. Yes. Yep. Uh, we get George Michaels. You gotta have faith because mm -hmm. they're in a church. Mm -hmm. You gotta have faith, Dan, when you're in a church. Yeah. Come on. Uh, I'll love you forever until death do us part in Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maurizio's uncle, Aldo, played by Al Pacino. Finally enters the scene. Care, yeah. to, care thoughts on Al Pacino in this role? Um, well, uh, um, I love Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Um, he is actually in one of my Sinister Six oh, no. picks for, oh, for next week. Oh, no. Um... In another role that he might not be so proud of. The devil's advocate, it's gotta be. But the... <laughs> uh, the, the only... 
recent like reason that he's in my memory as of late is because he did an interview where he credits that Adam Sandler movie Jack and Jill oh. with it ruining his reputation for a yeah. bit and it wasn't until like The Irishman with Scorsese where he got to be taken seriously. Oh, I can't do The Irishman next week. I can't do 6 hours of that. I'm then. not going Hey, that's a good movie. Mm, depends on who you ask. Even, you know, you just gotta believe Robert De Niro is a 60-year-old teenager, and uh, then that's what you do. No. Um, but, but yeah, so, it, I mean, there's not there's nothing else to say except he's Al Pacino in this movie. <laughs> he's Al Pacino in a dramatic biopic. I thought his Italian accent was the worst at points, though. They vary. <laughs> they all change, <laughs> like, they all trade that throughout they the movie. They vary throughout, yes. But he's, he's like... He owns half of the company, mm-hmm. and... And he learns about the marriage and visits Rodolfo at that point. Yeah, who's basically becoming a hermit. Yeah, he was watching his old movies and was like, you know, I, I won't give my son back this at this point. Looking like John uh, Waters, as John we pointed Waters. out. John Waters? Wait, Waters? Waters. John Waters. Mm, even Even that had such a doubt in it. Um, but the main thing is, is that Al Pacino's character, Aldo controls, like, 50% of the business Mm -hmm. as a Gucci brother, the Super Gucci brothers, and we get the vibe that in Aldo's ideal situation, they would be able to start opening up Gucci stores in, like, malls and outlets and things like that. Yeah. But... Rodolfo uh, doesn't want to expand the business. he, He insists that they have to be standalone, like, boutique stores that, you know maintain the prestige yeah. like it can't be for everyone yeah, yeah. So. so maintain the prestige and he's like now you touch yourself my boy Paulo is an idiot like yeah I won't be giving him any part of this business but we'll meet Paulo in a few short it, minutes yeah it'll yeah. be exemplified every other scene from yeah. here on out yeah. so then at that point uh, Rodolfo calls uh, Lady Gaga mm-hmm. and is like hey come to my birthday party Aldo and calls her Aldo calls uh, Patrizia mm-hmm. and is like hey Come to my birthday party. And of course, she is the social climber. Is like, this seems good for us, even though Maurizio seems happy at home. Yeah. He doesn't like, want anything laundry. to do with yeah, it. Yeah, but, but she does. And it's like, let's go. And I think the plan on Aldo's part was to get them and Rudolfo to talk at the party, but Rudolfo just skipped the party completely, I think. Because yeah. yeah. he's staying at home in his cloak. So. Yeah. so so they go there and see the family is uh, fulfilling the Jonathan Kwiatkowski tradition of playing in a rugby game mm-hmm. on the ground, bleeding each other. And then we get the introduction of Jared Leto's Paulo. Yes. And Dan, we have a lot to say about him. What did you think? I think mm-hmm. that Jared Leto gave a standout performance as a B-tier One Piece villain uh, as Paulo Gucci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he is is like gross and he's not funny and he's badly acted with a bad accent but he has a signature laugh that keeps coming up he's got a fat suit though dan yeah he's horrible yeah <laughs> he's, he's horrible he's horrible but it, i hate him like he i think his intro is that he tries to play rugby with the boys and he gets tackled it almost instantly and he's crying out for his father to... <laughs> Papa. so yeah that's yeah. that's the intro. Uh, so then we're teaching about Patrizia that the Gucci business used to be a saddle, um, a saddle making thing. Yeah, we're showing her like the farm and such, and the cows that the family like that that like the tannery portion mm-hmm. of the business has 
are descended from the original Gucci cows. Yeah. That their grandfather raised. And then Gucci needs new ideas, but uh, Jared Leto is like, you know, I have new ideas, but no one listen to me. He's an artiste. No one like my design. And no one, no one likes his designs. They too get uh, Wario Waluigi School of Acting. Um, another us pair, new ideas. Um, and then Roadhead and plane tickets. Oh yeah, so come to New York, Patrizia. Maurizio doesn't like this, and the family is, feels put on upon by the family. Um, and then they get two plane tickets to go to New York, and then we get a blowjob. Yeah, for the, it, like, Aldo's excited because they're opening a New York, like, branch there, yeah. um, and Rudolfo won't come to the grand opening, so he invites... Actually, he he doesn't necessarily invite them to it, Patricia just show like she flies well, no, he, and shows up. I think up, yeah. he gives them two ti- yeah. two tickets and then she's like, "Oh, I'm aware that I need to be there." And it's very much Aldo's like ceremony cuz then Gaga is like stealthily in the store. Yeah. And Aldo's like, "Hey, young lady, yeah. those heels ain't suiting you." And, you know. <laughs> well, before that, before they even leave, Gaga's eating some gelato and stumbles across a television channel, Dan. Yeah, oh yeah. And what do you think happens there? Uh, she is first introduced to Salma Hayek yeah. as fortune teller. Yeah. 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 Who... You stumbled across me on the airwaves, right, Dan? She... Yeah. Yes. She calls uh, Pina, <laughs> and Pina does, like, a tarot card tarot card reading, and she is, you know, uh, Gaga will come into great fame and fortune. Mm-hmm. I forget what the... I, I don't know if she teases the darkness at that She's point. She's like, will I get what I want? Yeah, you will. And it's like, not exactly the way that you want it, but yes, you will. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's just interesting that these two are having a conversation over the airwaves. Yeah. And then they become, like, a deeper thing. Certainly, yeah. yeah. Uh, in New York City, Maurizio and Parizia arrive to the Gucci flagship store. Uh, they see Sophia Loren on their yeah, way out. Jonathan, like, oh. it's five-second Jonathan yeah, cameo. Yeah, I was like, wow, it's not actually <laughs> Sophia Loren, but it's, like, supposed to be Sophia Loren. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I'll say she might show up on this podcast eventually. Well, I would expect her, yeah. Yeah. Um, Aldo knows that ass... <laughs> Because uh, Lady yeah. Gaga's bent over like, oh, mistress, those shoes don't suit you. Hello, uncle. <laughs> yeah, and I, I is that the point where it's like, um... oh, okay, so they, they're they kind of, you know, I, I think it was that Al Pacino, because he's very embarrassed by Jared Leto, mm. he decides to bring Maurizio into the fold mm. as like his new son well, no at this point it's like the the second birthday at the cows and the leather thing yeah going yeah. On. yeah yeah but but he i think he directly says that it's like yeah it's like my son free. doesn't like to talk with this thing about yeah. gucci mm-hmm. you should be my new son but we get like this cool scene of like them going through like oh these cows have been descended from yeah the original ancestor of the original cows or whatever but at, at like patricia's urging they do go in on the yeah. new york business and then we get cgi new york <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Maurizio to social climb, happier than ever. Uh, she admits that she's pregnant during mm-hmm. this point and is like, oh, well, I'm more latched to you in this way, I guess. Yeah, and I th- I read that too as like incentive for him to take the money and yeah. start climbing. Yeah. At this point, I said back to New York with the awful backdrop. So we are in New York, mm-hmm. but it's CGI New York. They got a luxury suite. 
overlooking CGI New York. Mm -hmm. And And the Gucci's get reaccustomed to wealth, uh, taking pictures in the bath with, like, Adam Driver. He's so tall. How could he fit in that little bath, Dan? Again, forced perspective. I don't agree with that at all. That that was the biggest flaw of the film. Just tricky camera. He's so long in that little bath with Lady Gaga that's taking up the full bath. I don't Mm -hmm. think so. Without knocking a single candle over. But... Okay, so then, seeing that this intrigue is taking place, Jared Leto decides to go meet with Jeremy Irons uh, to try to, like, get on his good side. Does an elephant shit in the woods? And he, like, <laughs> lays out all of his drawings yeah. for uh, Jeremy Irons. I said, Irons. Uh, Dan lays out his Pokemon designs in yes. front of me. Um, and Jeremy Irons is not impressed. Yeah, He's like, you suck, you mustn't tell anyone in the family about this. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know, Jared Leto takes the scarf, no pastels, no browns, mm-hmm. and pees on it. He does. Yeah. Which, in the scarf was, like, uh, Rudolph Gucci's, like, signature design. I think it was, like, he, he had used it for mm-hmm. all kinds of celebrity fashion things yeah. and stuff. And yeah, Grace it, Kelly, we got, um... Sophia, recently. Sophia Loren, and then one president. I don't remember. Jackie O. Jackie O, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, but Jared Leto pees on it. Mm. He probably actually did. But there were pastels on that scarf. There were. There were yellow and pinks. Interesting. I, I, yeah. And at this point, Jeremy Irons is looking ghostly. Yeah. Um, He's not looking good coughing into a handkerchief. Dan went, <laughs> uh-oh. What's that, wrong with him? That's and never I went, a good sign. Uh-oh. Um, so then you are incompetent, snubbed, I piss on it, Maurizio and Patrizia's baby is born, Alessandra, Mm -hmm. um, in the hospital, um, Maurizio learns that Rodolfo is ill, and then reveals, like, they both go over to Italy and reveal that he is a grandfather through, like, a lock of Alessandra's hair. Yes. He's like, finally I made it, come, 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 come! Named after, uh, Maurizio's mother. He's a wife. Yeah. Yeah. And... And again, it's another comedy cut. It's like oh J- Jeremy gosh. Irons yeah. is giving him a hug and then Living he's snapped dead. Dead in a small coffin. Very small coffin. I was yeah. like, uh-oh, Dan. Maybe Jeremy Irons got out easy. I would movie. say so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Aldo invites Maurizio to take over the business. Uh, with him, you're out of the inheritance. Uh, you have an inheritance tax to pay. And it's insane because uh, he didn't sign the papers at the end. Yes. So it would have been the case, like, if there was, like, one piece of paperwork that had Jeremy Irons signed it, then Driver and Gaga wouldn't have 14 to pay... 14 billion lire. Yeah, they, they, which they can't afford. I would assume that that is to unlock all of the other um, parts of the fortune that was left to them. And we did learn that Patrizia can forge a signature, so... Yeah. But we don't see it no. in that moment. Nope. Um, but Gaga is clearly distressed by this. Um, and she kind of gets Adam Driver angry about it, too. Yeah, she's and like, she's still oh, talking yeah. to Pina throughout this whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, having little phone calls, private conversations about where to take her life. Yeah, I think there's... I, I have in my notes, there's another fortune reading at this yeah. point. Yep, I have that right there. Because, but then, from there, I have peak 80s New York. Uh, the pair arrive back in New York and accept all those offered. I feel love, I feel love, I feel love. Well, FAO Schwartz bag. So, like, Gaga's living it up in this luxury penthouse yes. that has been provided for her. And she gives her child, who's grown up immediately, as mm-hmm. you said, an FAO Schwartz bag and sees that one of her caretakers has a Gucci bag. 
and asks, where did you get this from? Yeah. What is this? Uh, Who made this? Patrizia is quite mad that her assistant has a Gucci bag, and then Gaga hits the streets, does some detective work. As she did with the Capitol. And she's trying to solve the mystery here, Dan. And she finds that there's a bunch of Gucci bags, fake ones, or rep- replicas, we should say, being yeah. sold on the street. Yeah, she buys a lot of them and says, like, don't call me a Cretan. This is, like, our thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to keep it safe. We need to keep it sacred. But Al Pacino is like, you know, you don't understand how good for business this is. Because yeah. we get, like, a New Jersey, Long Island housewife that wants to have a Gucci bag. Let her have it. It just promotes the bag more. Yeah. more people see it. Exactly. Yeah. But Gaga is not standing for this. She yeah. says it has to be original, otherwise it's a fake. I do not understand. And that's where you got your Saweetie thing from. Yeah. It's all a brand, a Saweetie. Which Dan didn't notice from the trailers. Mm. Uh, Aldo says the knockoffs are profitable too. Not a girl's game. Uh, we get some Versace shows. Where everything's going swell until Maurizio is asked by, like, a random newcomer, like, who are you? He's like, oh, I'm Maurizio Gucci. Gucci? Gucci hasn't been relevant in years. Like, what's happening with them? No designer will work for them because they know it's, like, dead in the water. Yeah, Gucci is a cheap operetta right now. Yeah. Ooh, the greatest slight, Dan. And, well, and Gaga's in the background. Yeah, looking! Just... (laughs) Getting very pissed. Yeah, eating the hors d'oeuvres, drinking the wine going on there um where are we at paulo is granted he's able to make pg by paulo gucci at this point yeah and um well patrizia is like she knows gucci has to take a different step we have to buy paulo shares or get them out from under him yes because he was given five percent shares as like a pittance from his father so he you know he with his shares, they would be at 55%, and they would, you know, be able to have majority control. Uh, so Gaga starts buttering up Jared yeah, Leto. Yeah, we get Jonathan acting with Jonathan, like, Oh, your designs are brilliant. I won't tell a soul. Father, son, house of Gucci. We get Paulo's, like, snidely whiplash laugh, like, <laughs> like that. <laughs> which makes no sense. Mm. Um, but Paulo insists that while they're sharing secrets... He has dirt on his father, mm-hmm. but he doesn't reveal what it is, um, I think, at that moment. Yeah. But later on, we see Paulo at his fencing class, uh, mm. where his coach visibly hates him, and uh, uh, Maurizio meets him there, and... He does another, like, you want a piece of the pie. Yeah, and, and Paulo... the details, yeah. Paulo reveals that he has evidence of his father committing tax fraud. Like, yeah. he hasn't listed his income in the States in a long time, and Maurizio's like, maybe in Italy at this point, the tax codes are more lenient, but here in the United States, like, that's a big deal. They'll mm-hmm. drop the hammer. So we could use this to kind of threaten him into selling his shares. Like, just to scare him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get global financial fraud. Paulo wants his piece of the pie. Aldo is arrested by the RS and sent to a year and a day in prison, which yeah. isn't that bad, but still it's there. Um, and Paulo begins his garish life, uh, or garish line, sorry. Yeah, one like, of... Yeah, I have Gucci. Like a pure comedy scene. He's like, oh, he's going to prison. I didn't mean to do this. I only yeah, meant to I give him a boo. I wanted them to go yeah. in soft. <laughs> but... It's just like, 
it's Jared Leto in a fat suit doing this like crying comical... on the couch as we often do. And it's like, what is this supposed to be? I didn't need a fat suit to do that, Dan. You could have gave me that role. I. It's just so. I don't know why Ridley Scott did this. That's the thing. Hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. But you know, uh, then finally the triple cruise orchestrated by Gaga is is pulled off. Well, we got this whole fashion show yeah. where he's doing this whole thing to his wife singing. Paulo is yeah, yeah yeah, um opera, and then he's like the 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 copyright has been infringed upon. Yes, you need to stop the show, and he's like, I am the copyright, and they're like, No, you're not. Yeah, no, this is a like a property of Gucci, like SPA. You you're not allowed to you know use the name your own name basically yeah so that's when paulo realizes, oh we forgot never confuse elephant shit with chocolate that's the, no that's the next thing oh, okay because then the fashion police oh, the yeah. literal fashion police they stop show up it. his wife is like i stopped singing and then like uh, a drunken paulo confronts Maurizio and patricia Out- we're outside of a church dan and he's like don't be careful what you fucking say don't confuse shit with chocolate. Jared Leto they is... They look the same, but they taste a hell of a lot different. Yeah, which I'm sure was ad-libbed on his part. Very Italian line right there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, the, Maurizio brings forth that, like, the only way that you're going to get out of this is, you know, selling <laughs> your shares to us. Mm-hmm. Which is now... 50% of the company because Aldo is in prison. I own 50% of this company, Dad. Yeah. When are we going to watch Mommy Dearest? We can. Nothing's stopping us. That'll be your pick. But, uh... Finally, the fashion police then <laughs> crack down on Maurizio and Patricia themselves. Yeah, we get this whole scene of Dan abandoning me. Yes. the Swiss Alps. Yeah, on a his pro- motorbike, his Akira motorbike. Yeah, he... Uh, Adam Driver has an Akira motorcycle that he drives <laughs> up until the, to the Swiss Alps, uh, you know, over the border so that he can't be, you know, uh, prosecuted for anything back in Milan, I think they were. Sure, why not? Um, And, you know, so he stays at, like, this chateau that his family owns, uh-huh. I think. And, and then Gaga is left to pick up the pieces. Yeah. With, uh, like, talking with them, like, I don't know what you're doing. My daughter lives here. She's gonna go without shoes. And then, like, the family lawyer attorney guy yeah Domenico is is there to, like, oversee everything. And then they mention that there's a forged signature. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And... Gaga's, Gaga's like yeah. she blames Paulo for yeah. it. Yeah, Paulo did it. You know him; he's an idiot. Yeah. So, mm. uh, so then we get a Christmas transition to skiing on the Swiss Alps. Uh, Maurizio meets with his old friend Paola Franchi, mm-hmm. who they rekindle a little love affair going on there. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, I recognized you skiing down that Alp. Like, I know who you are. Like a more pleasant meet, cute for the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a model slash interior designer, and Patrizia arrives in her opera ski look and senses fanooling immediately. Yes. As an Italian woman, she's like, uh-oh, something's going on between my man and someone else here. And she tries to reveal, like, oh, you know, he took me to the Eiffel Tower. It was only on the third floor. Oh, you know, he brought me to the Louvre. No one remembers that. We went to get the Van Gogh Pikachu. We bought me two of them. Oh my gosh, like, the that, Van Gogh. That can't be true. We, only, we didn't buy one of them. Yeah, yeah. they were all sold out. Um, but then this scene, in terms of... Now, I'm no I'm no director. Yeah, you're giving me unnecessary details. You are an unnecessary detail, Dan. The, the, like, the framing of this shot is like, yeah, Gaga's there, and she's dressed in, like, a, you know, a wool hat 
Mm -hmm. or like a, a mink hat. Her tortellini hat, yeah. And giant mountain necklaces. Yeah. But in front of her is a mountain of <laughs> pristine, colorful macaroons, yeah. and that's all I could look yeah, at Dan the entire like, time. They did. They had those cookies there, Dan said. But there's a lot of shots like that in this movie where your eye is drawn to something else <laughs> instead of what's... Like in actually a, going on. Like in a previous scene. Yeah, like Al Pacino getting a massage. You're like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, and then Gaga talking to the to the like the the lawyer guy, and there's like a dog running around yeah, drinking from like, the water fountain. What's going on there? Yeah. And, and the dog is more distracting, and that same dog then runs by the window in a later scene, mm. which they left in, yeah. I guess. But it, it was just kind of yeah, it was odd choices. Mm. Different choices, Dan. Um, so then this Apre Ski look, you are a necessary detail, the couple fight, you really are half of Gochi, the shit half. Yeah. Ooh. And then we get, like, Christmas morning, the daughter gets a Teddy Ruxpin doll, Dan! Well, the bedroom fight is first. Oh, yeah. Well, she's lotioning up and she's like, oh, I don't love you anymore, what do you mean? And I'm driver's like, okay, you've revealed yourself to not be trustworthy when you had me betray everyone. And Gaga's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I only gave you the confidence to stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was and I'm driver's like, I don't think so. Yeah. And they, they have a they have a fight. Yeah, but this Christmas scene though, it's like, oh, I got you a Gucci watch or whatever, a Prada watch. It's like a different brand. Yeah. And he's very upset. He's like, uh, oh thanks. But I got you a gift, Dan. Or, Dan, you got me a gift. What is it? It's an Applebee's gift card. No! <laughs> it's a Bloomingdale's gift card. Like, she knows he doesn't, she doesn't shop there. The greatest shade of all. Um, this means war. Uh, then we get the trailer scene with Patrizia having tea talking to uh, Paola. Mm -hmm. uh, where it's like, I'm a very reasonable woman. Dink, dink. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not ethical, but yeah. I'm fair. Yeah. And then she taps the teaspoon. Yeah. She says, you should stay away from my husband. Dink, dink. And presumably Maurizio finds out about this because the next scene, he's slapping Gaga with divorce papers. Oh, yeah. Um, another fight. Uh... Matrizio Orio's Patrizia and Alessandra back to Milan when um, Investcorp uh, hatches a scheme to inquire or acquire the company. Well, Maurizio brings them in because uh, one of his, I think, I think uh, Dominico brings up that they don't have the cash flow to do a lot. So he brings in Investcorp to like, uh, you know, help with that. And he butters up the investors with like a pair of like, oh, this, this pair of, these pair of, oh my god, these shoes yeah. are, are one of a kind. Yeah. I, I'm giving them to you early. Yeah. You can't buy them anywhere. Remember those shoes, they'll come and play later. Um, but the thing, the deal with Investcorp works out and they make a move to buy the half of the company owned yeah. by Alto and Paolo. And while that's going on, you know, uh, son of a bitch gets out of prison. Yes. And it's like, hey, come pick me at the airport. And the, if there isn't a more ja a Jonathan and Dan scene it, yeah. in cinema, it's like, my balls itch. I don't... He had to make that collect call, Dan. Like, he had, he, had to, call. he had to physically call that person to be like, my balls, they itch. I don't know what I'm doing. And then you're behind me like, oh, Jonathan, what what's going on? Yeah, and Paulo is also wearing 
the 80s personified as a jacket in that yeah. scene it's like teal it purple on, and yeah. white it's yeah. like it, it is it is the quintessential 80s windbreaker um and he brings aldo home to his messy apartment yeah i can't afford cable what did you want me to do i sold the shares no well, <laughs> well no you idiot yeah, well, <laughs> well aldo does a big no he's like i'm dead oh, it's no. over but also like like, Paulo is living in, like, rich person squalor. Like, he doesn't do his own dishes, and he's like, I haven't shit in three days. I, I don't know what that has to do with yeah. anything. But, like, he's, you know, he's living in, like, he doesn't know how to take care of himself. Mm-hmm. But then the icing on top is that he sold the shares, or he, he signed the paperwork to start the process of selling yeah. the shares. Uh, Patrizia cries to Pina. Men think they are smarter than they actually are. And Pina uses her psychic powers to sense the affair that's going on between them. Yeah, because... As, like, Gaga's, like, simultaneous, like, no, we see, like, Adam Driver's character fucking this new woman. Yes. On yeah. their lip couch. On the big, uncomfortable lip couch. Yeah. And then Patrizio confronts Domenico about Maurizio in front of some school that her daughter is going to. Yeah. We get a very iconic scene, and it's like, does this look like a person who would lie, Dan? Well, it just, like... Does this look like a person who would let their daughter down? Because she's framing it as, like, I'm not going to let my daughter be, like, a child of... A um, divorce? But not even a child of divorce, but, like, a child who has less money than the other Mm -hmm. side of the family. And these nuns are smoking in the background, just like, I don't fucking care. Because, like, Maurizio is trying to offer, like, an amicable divorce where Gaga can live in the penthouse with uh, the daughter shared custody uh but gaga will not take that yeah so he she she's not signing any papers the divorce is not official at this point uh and she sends dominico packing uh so aldo and paldo are getting brought bought out uh who gave you that shoe yeah and then it's like look inside that shoe there's a gold inlay mm-hmm. no one would give you that shoe who's here and then that, that well, lawyer guy brings out you didn't Maurizio. buy that anywhere yeah yeah it, so he knows that Maurizio had to have been buttering him yeah, up. Yeah, you fucking traitor. Is this what you want? Very Italian, over the top, signing the paper, crying. Yeah, he does He does the uh, the very New Jersey, like, <laughs> fingers over eyes yeah. crying. Like, yeah. you know, when, when you've really fucked up. And then uh, he signs away his half of the company. Yeah, and Paul's like, oh, boof, you did it. <laughs> Why not? Uh, Maurizio meeting Anna Wintour and Andre Townley. Uh, trying to do the brand in a more carefree direction. He's taking like a photo shoot of like him on a him on a, a ladder. Yeah, and he's <laughs> him like jumping off. He's like Versace is a rock star. He's like the rock star concert. Um, oh god, <laughs> Ralph Lauren is like a movie set. Yeah, Gucci's the, going to be the Vatican, the Vatican of fashion. Yeah. And then it's like no one wants to dress nuns, so you need to like sex it up a bit. And and at this point, they're still financially in trouble, so they need something to start, like, getting investors yeah. happy. and then we meet to... young Tom Ford, played by Reeve Carney, mm-hmm. alternate Spider-Man dimension, everything's connected to Spider-Man, just yes. so you know, in the Broadway cast. Mm-hmm. This is Reeve Carney. Yeah, that multiverse. Yeah, he can rise above. But Reeve, <laughs> like, Tom Ford is, like, a young designer from Texas who has a lot of interesting designs that, like, emphasize darker colors and stuff cooler looks for the 80s and he guarantees like oh it'll be a family lens but but i'm going to reinvent it like your your name is the legacy but the look is going to change and Maurizio is cool with that he's like yeah let's do it uh we get this new hot gucci and then patrizia begs Maurizio at his doorstep i want you i love you please take me back 
Your daughter misses you. Who I don't remember what she looks like, but Alessandra, <laughs> she's there yeah. somewhere. She's there in like one scene, yeah. But but you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'll I give made you, a book. Yeah, I'll give you what you need, but don't come here. And yeah. you know, Gaga's efficiently upset over that. Yes, she's well. She's already been leaving uh, angry mm-hmm. phone messages. She swears a vendetta that you're going into the seven circle of hell, yeah, yeah. like that. So uh, Patrizia and Pina get mud bats in a very iconic scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pina's like, you know, when he comes back, whatever, we can put another spell on him. But Patrizia's like, I want something a little bit more final. Yeah, dark magic hasn't yeah. worked and, so far. And Pina says, you know, I have some people that might help us, but you've got to be confident that you want to do that. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about murder, Dan. Yeah. You yeah. see. Um, because remember, at this point, the divorce is not official. So if if uh, Maurizio dies, it goes to Lady Gaga. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So then it's a bad voicemail message, as you said, with them both. I wouldn't leave that if you're going to try to kill that person. But whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they show up and they hire these Joe Schmo hitmen in this iconic scene where Gaga is dressed as like in a bouffant black hairstyle. Yeah. Everyone's smoking. Jacket. Yeah. Everyone's smoking. They're being served, and she's like. I'm gonna do it. You're gonna even do it. if you don't do it. Six hundred thousand dollars, and yeah. you know it's it's a very uh, intense scene. But they hire Bebop and Rocksteady to yeah. do the assassination yeah. job. Um, but at this point, um, I I would say one of the most iconic scenes for me. They're having a Tom Ford-led yes, fashion dinner, show. Yeah, yeah, or a fashion show before the dinner, and then we see someone in the corner, Dad. Gaga is, it's like... <laughs> misery! It's misery! Yeah, it's she's the like, exact same scene from Misery! And that little noise that you just made is what <laughs> Gaga does in that scene. We see her, like, bounce, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, in the in the shadows. I love that. That's what you see when you close your eyes for me, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, Adam I, Driver I agree, yeah. is seeing a phantom... In the <laughs> opera there. But the crowd is amazed. They don't recognize it as Gucci. Yeah, barely. The, yeah, the, the gay people in the audience are like, are you sure this is a Gucci line? <laughs> so then they, the the Investcore investors meet with Tom Ford separately. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, the headlines are in. Tom Ford is now considered the savior of yeah. this, of Gucci. Like he, you know... Uh, I think it was, like, Versace was saved by, like, a German guy, and then this uh, Milanese company is going to be saved by a Texan or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tom Ford leaves to say, you know, to tell his mom, and, you know, Adam Driver realizes he was left out of this this dinner Everyone else tears him apart in that. Like, like you failed the company, we're going to give you $150 million. Well, and very importantly, we see that apparently since... Since his marriage to Gaga, when he's with uh, Paula, he starts to get, like, a lot more loose with money. Like, he buys, like, a fancy 80s car with butterfly doors. Mm -hmm. He's buying a bunch of antiques that total, like, millions of dollars apiece. And so, apparently, he became, to his detriment, a lot freer with money. Yeah. But the company is still, like, hemorrhaging funds. They don't have, like, enough, you know, they're not selling enough product. Mm. Tom Ford's stuff is not hitting the shelves yet, so they need to, like, slim things down as best they can. And that means Adam Driver's gotta go. And then Dominico ascends as, like, big boss. Yeah. He's like, you know, I came from Driver to whatever, you're losing reins of the company. Mm -hmm. And, like, pushes him out. Yeah. Mm. And and Adam Driver and they're eating beef and it's like you know the whole be- I think it was like a beef thing like I, it came from our our leather or whatever 
Yeah. And then he throws, like, the plate at the the floor or whatever. Well, yeah, that's what... I, I assume that's what it was, because the whole thing was made about Big the beef, cows. Big beef, Australia. Yeah. Yeah, like, the cows, you know, were, were the part of the Gucci family, and then it's a plate of, like, uncooked beef, and yeah. it, he, like, freaks out, so... Uh, so, Monday, March 27th, where we open, 1995, uh, Patrizia listens to some Madama Butterfly humming chorus, which I immediately poked, at, mm-hmm. poked out. All the opera in this film... I love it. Mm-hmm. She's like sinking beneath the waves in like a perfect blue kind of sort of way. Uh, she's mm-hmm. like shoving the bubbles away from her, which I love. I'm yep. like, that's a great cinematic, cinematic shot of Gaga. Why Adam Driver's rolling up to his workplace or yep. whatever. She woke up early on the day of the assassination yeah. to wait for the call, I guess. And then we open where we close where Dan said like, mm, he likes that, I guess. I mm-hmm. did not like that as much. I think we should have just ended on that to save a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, but then he is shot in front of his own building mm-hmm. and killed. And Yeah. Yeah. And then we immediately cut Oh. Oh well no. Yeah, it's, great scene. It's his uh like yeah. his uh, his other woman. Memorial party, I guess. Yeah. And you know, uh, Gaga comes in, she hugs uh Paula. Yeah. And Paula, it's like oh, yeah. boo hoo hoo. Get her out of my house. Get to the fuck out of my I, house. I love like, that. Yeah, I had the gasp at that. Yeah. That was, you know. Yeah, that's Gaga at her best. So we think the Lady Gaga has won, mm-hmm. but then, true to history... Two years later. Two years later, mm-hmm. uh, she's being arraigned in court yep. <laughs> because they were all caught. Yeah, Jonathan, <laughs> did you kill Dan Ryan? Me no, no. Yeah, me no, no. I don't remember back that far. So her and the other three, you know, Pina and the other yeah, two assassins. Guilty 29-year-ish for everyone besides the guy who pulled the trigger who gets life imprisonment. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, Aldo died of prostate cancer in 1990. So prior to even the epilogue Yeah, happening. and Paolo lived in poverty in France until 1995. Also pre-epilogue. Yeah, and then Gucci became a new success led by Tom Ford and Domenico, who mm-hmm. was the... You know the the but the 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 driver. Yeah, the real winner of this yeah. whole situation. And yeah. then sixty billion. No Gucci's currently at Gucci, and Andre Bocelli is singing in the background. Mm-hmm. And that's how our film wraps up so cleverly. Well, to be clear, I don't <laughs> think Domenico Domenico wasn't the driver. Franco well, was, was the like, driver. Was he? I thought he was the same character. Uh, no, Domenico was like the family attorney. Oh, and then but but. Uh, Patricia didn't like him ah, at first. Okay, because remember she has when the dog is drinking from the fountain. Yeah. she's like, "What do you do?" do you? And here? then like everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, she was right about you." Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I get that now. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. But uh, Dan, overall thoughts on the movie? Did you <laughs> think anyone stood out? Do you think Lady Gaga deserves I, a passing a passing save from this film? She was trying her best with what she worked with. I guess everyone was was trying. Yeah. But first of all. W- if not for watching it with you, yeah. this movie probably would have been an arduous a boring, task. Yeah, um, I agree. So I can't recommend it recreationally. Unless you're watching with John and Kwiatkowski. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you probably might want to watch it with people to, like, you know, lampoon it. <laughs> yeah, to, um, to dissociate during the film. But, uh... It's so weird. It's so... It's like a... It would be a very... Boring, true crime story. If not for everyone acting like campy theater characters, yes, yes, I agree. Like, it, it is, and it's so weird that it came from Ridley Scott because he doesn't usually do. Mm-hmm. 
Like, it's not to say that he doesn't do overdramatic stuff, but he doesn't do overdramatic stuff in this fashion, where it's like the characters being so strange is the source of everything. Mm. Um, Because I could see this being, like, one of those, like, because we, we've had a glut of them recently, yeah. like the yep. the true, the quirky true crime movies that are made for the trailers where it's like, we got these big name celebrities and they're wacky criminals mm. committing a true crime case that happened. It's like become a subgenre of its own. Mm. And this could have been that and probably would have been worse if not for the charming terribleness of the cast. I'm glad. I'm glad. So. I'm glad you like the cast. You yeah. don't think this is a Lady Gaga miss, at least. I, I don't, so yeah. She's trying her best with what's going on, but I do agree. I think this is too over-the-top, campy, classic mm-hmm. to be a murder, fucking, uh, historical-appropriate film. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I, I would say the, the 60% is where I sit at for different reasons. Many reasons, Dan, it- but... I agree, but more or less, I'm I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Babylon, I think I got. <gasps> and I will, again, as I've said many times, I will go back to that movie someday. Yeah, yeah. And, and going with Maybe eyes we'll re- unclouded. Can we rewatch it on this podcast? We can. You bring it to me. That's the like, final oh, episode. I got it. But the, this movie, I don't. I don't feel the desire to ever watch it again, mm. but I do feel the desire to have questions answered. Like, why 90s Ridley Scott saw <laughs> this and was like, I have to make it. I yeah. This is a story that well, needs Wong to be Well, Wong Kar Wai and Scorsese turned, him to, turned it down. And the thing is, though, it, it, growing up, my mom was a big fan of all of those made-for-TV crime series, mm. and I know that my mom, at the very least watched multiple Gucci biopics. You better center this, then. So, it couldn't have been exclusive rights. I would assume that the only thing that could have come from, like, exclusive rights to one book could have been, like, maybe some, you know, dialogue that happened. Mm. Some actual real conversations that got embellished. But I'm left with the question of why. What, Like, what did Ridley Scott see from across the bar that, that made him... Mm. the director of Alien <laughs> desire to make the House of Gucci. <laughs> like, that's... Needed the money, Dan. What, like, what did he... Yeah. Did he get a pair of shoes? What, I, like, what I happened? Assume, yeah, with the gold inlay. Yeah. I just don't know. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's... That will... That question will, will haunt, haunt me. me. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna have to research. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but till then, Dan, let the Sinister Six stay on your mind. Yes. The evil Jonathan Ark is here. Yes. You're gonna be suffering for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I expect you to do the same for me. Yeah, that's what you've promised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but before we go, is there anywhere that an audience can find us on social media, Dan? You can follow me on Instagram, X, and Threads. <laughs> uh, if you want to see the art that I post. Yeah. Um, and just remember to follow our podcast, Anime Was Not a Mistake, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah. And you can follow me, Jonathan Gwykowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on X. And I believe... What do we use? X? Not, I said X already, but... Oh, I was... (laughs) What's the other one? I don't remember. This phone call is interrupting me. The thing with the videos, the TikTok. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the TikTok. The, the TikTok. The TikTok. Yeah. yeah, you can find me on that and uh, check us out because we know we do some kooky, crazy things on this. And the evil Jonathan Ark, as I said, has begun. Yeah, the Dirk Jonathan Ark yeah. is in full swing. Dan's not going to be happy for a very long time. I'm just saying, you Yeah. Well. I'm going to try to balance things out with some levity Great. going forward. Good. We all need that, Dan, but I don't care. Um, but that being said, for next week's Sinister Six, mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that I usually have them arranged by genre, this time with what is left in my my pot at this moment doesn't quite follow that. But what it does follow is your formula mm. of cheesy, classy, cheesy, classy. and trashy. Yeah. Um, so... All I can really do is assure you not to panic. Mm. Uh, I you might have to get a little hard-boiled. I think. And yeah. you got to prepare yourself for a fight. Ooh. All right. We'll see you then, listeners. All right. Guten Abend. The father, Gucci. The, the father, the son, and the house of Gucci, then. What? You survived anime was not a mistake spin-off series? The Sinister Six? Well, there's always next time. <laughs> As you wait with bated breath, remember to rate, review, subscribe, where most podcasts are easily found, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and more. Remember boils and goos if you enjoyed the hosting by me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, stand-in cryptkeeper, and the Igor of my eye, Daniel Ryan. Support us on social media. And last, but certainly not least, remember to reach out to us on Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod on Instagram, or follow Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast on Facebook. This way, we can continue to make our anime-based dreams come true, and your nightmares a reality. Until we meet again, remember to constantly ask yourself, is anime a mistake? We know for certain that any film with the Sinister Six misnomer is destined for depravity.